Welcome back, Dungeoneers. It's Sunday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. One thing. <laughs> it's time to play Dungeons & Dragons. I'm here at the table with... I'm David Schultz, playing Dromar the Goblin Rogue. I am David Wong. I am playing Nine, the Tabaxi Bard. I'm Nicole Bates, and I play Soria, the uh, Changeling Druid. I'm Greg, and I'm playing Ulseth Ralph, the Furbog Fighter. And I'm Alexis Bates, your trusty dungeon mistress. You're watching Dyson Dungeons, and we thank you for tuning in this week. Got a couple announcements to bring you at the top of this show. And the first one comes from David Schultz. One of our sponsors today is Calling All Nights. The wait is finally over. Calling All Nights is now live on Kickstarter until April 29th. Be one of the first to play this two to five player trick-taking card game for the whole family. Featuring over 60 unique knight characters and creatures, Calling All Knights is simple to learn and fun to master. Stay up to date on Facebook.com slash Games or search Calling All Knights on Kickstarter. And we will also be putting the uh, Kickstarter link directly into the chat and into the show notes if you're watching on YouTube or listening as the podcast. Yeah, so what's, thank the, you, Calling uh, All Knights. what's the funding on that now? I know they were over, what, 50% a couple days ago? That's, yeah, yeah. Um, I know they're I know they're over six thousand, so over over fifty percent. Uh, they're doing very well. They've still got they're only like a third of the way through the Kickstarter and over fifty percent funded. So I think they're doing very well. It I I would be shocked if it does not meet its funding goal at this point. Do they have any more slots for the uh, make your own night yet? Still, they do still have two of those slots. So oh, get on that if you if you are so inclined. Although it'll be hard to top the mime night that they just teased. The mime night is, is pretty good. With all the emojis. Yeah, the, the mime night's hilarious. I, I liked the cheese night the best, and now I think I'm kind of I'm kind of in mime night camp. <laughs> I'm I'm still a cheese night fanboy. I gotta say. <laughs> um, thank you again to Kelly Pitching Games and Calling All Night for sponsoring us. We think your game is awesome looking, and we hope everyone goes and picks up a copy. I am talking about our continuing sponsor, Geekify. Geekified is a tabletop gaming store out of Vinton, Iowa that takes your online orders for all your tabletop role-playing game needs. So if you're thinking about picking up a new adventure path, rulebook, maybe some new miniatures, uh, I think there's actually some new miniatures coming out next month, uh, head over to geekified.us forward slash discount forward slash dice and dungeons. Links to that will be in the YouTube and podcast show notes as well as spammed throughout the episode in the Twitch chat. Using that link will get you 5% off of your first purchase, and buying things through that link helps support the show. So it's a great way to get yourself something new and shiny, maybe give a gift to a friend, and help us out at the same time. So thank you very much to anyone who buys through that, and all our viewers, and thank you very, very much to Geekified for all the support. Thank you. Thank you, sponsors. I think that brings us to the end of the sponsors, so we can get on with the show. How about that? Dungeoneers, let's roll.
All right, everyone. <laughs> you guys are all idiots. <laughs> on last week's episode of Dyson Dungeons, the group followed up on their remaining leads from the city of Nordfeld as to who might have stolen the fervent tech from the Tybalk family estate. They found out that other families in the area had also had important fervent tech artifacts stolen from them as well, not just the Tybalks. Indeed, they found out after chasing down a would-be thief from the Museum of Fervent Technology that there is an entire bounty system for Fervent Tech being offered by a mysterious and enigmatic figure in the city of Nordfeld. The, the one our party believes to be <laughs> their old foe, Koromanth. <laughs> after learning about a Dropbox for these Fervent Tech items wanted in the bounty, the group went to scope out the warehouse at the epicenter of all this activity where they seemed to have found a large man that had been eluding them, Krom, a hulking gray-haired furbolg. However, this positive ID nearly cost the group, as the gang inside burst out when our friend Ulseth decided to stage a little accident. Deciding that discretion is the better part of valor, both groups decided that they would leave without a fight, and our party followed up on a lead about the mysterious Thieves Guild with an old reporter, Maxwell Eisen. An old drunk of a drow, Maxwell, under incredibly mild pressure, eventually admitted to having made up the entirety of the Thieves Guild and then it getting out of hand over a series of years and dozens, if not hundreds, of articles. I knew it all along. But the popularity made him very wealthy and that he also likely had tax problems stemming from that. Before they left his estate, they learned from him that Koromanth had indeed paid him for some ideas on thieving and some other tricks of the trade, if you will. Departing the Eisenhouse, their old friend, Franklin Shortbeard III, ran up to them and told them that their contact, Ludorf, had some news in the warehouse and wanted them to come quickly. And that is where we rejoin our group this week. We must move quickly. All right. <laughs> I always move quickly. Well, that was a bit uh, direct. You all talk kind of funny when you. Anyway. When we come in from an narration, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Also, I just want to point out that, you know, as God just pointed out in that narration she just gave, Dromar has been proven correct once again. There is no Thieves Guild. Kromar's <laughs> the best. Everybody give him a high five. High five. High fives all around. Nye specifically does not give Dromar a high five. Dromar just him up the experience. High fives nines in the face, not caring at all. <laughs> all, right. all right. Let's go. Quickly. Execute. Execute. <laughs> Sorry, I had to fix a audio snag there. And some sound leaking out from our in-studio speakers. Nothing messier than leaking sound. <laughs> we we need all of that sound. We can't afford to lose any of it. I know. That's right. Yeah. It's expensive in this economy. Yeah. So, well, Franklin leads you all back through the town of uh, Nordfeld, back to the Festival Chorus, where you're familiar with, and on your way to meet Ludorf. At this time of day, you've spent most of your uh, time kind of running around the city, and now the sun is 
just starting to rest above the horizon, so it's quite late in the day for the city of Nordfeld. As you approach the festival chorus, it looks significantly more uh, quiet than last time. There's only a couple of patrons sitting at the bar, sipping on some martinis, it looks like. And no gin and juice. No gin and juice. No. And you are led back into Ludorf's office once again, where the familiar heavy door closes behind you. Welcome back. We heard it was oh. urgent. I'm glad you came quickly. It we is... did. We moved very quickly. <laughs> we even talked about it. Yeah. Most of the people I deal with tend to take too much time when they are summoned. Now, I have some news on how to get into this warehouse, if you are so willing to follow up on it. Absolutely. It's what's, going uh, to be what's the news? It's going as long to be as we dangerous. don't have to go through a sewer. Yeah, we heard a lot about sewers, and Nines is very concerned about getting poop all over him and all over his fur and into his toe beans. It'll be very unpleasant. Even if he already did that <laughs> voluntarily. I don't want to do it unwillingly. <laughs> well, um, I mean. It does involve the sewers. All right, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't know if you've ever spent time in our sewers, although I'd rather doubt it. (laughs) Not not so far, no. It, uh, it was on the list of tourist destinations, but, you know, we just... Just like a lake! We want to visit that, too! I am yeah. still pretty loose on the concept of a sewer. Uh, it's like a door it's for your poop! <laughs> yeah, that's what? for sure. How does that work? Like, your butt cheeks? Yeah, sure, why not? I got nothing. <laughs> Ludorf. <laughs> yeah, Ludorf, why don't you explain uh, the sewer system to our good friend Soria? I am Magdalene. I mean, <laughs> you guys are the best at keeping secrets. Reset. Reset. It's Sunday afternoon, and this can mean only one thing. <laughs> Take it from the top. <laughs> Yes, we got her quickly. Jesus. <laughs> we are very professional. You guys are a complete mess today. Uh, the sewers are a way to take waste, refuse, and water, control it, handle it, and uh, even clean it as it falls through the city. Hmm. Well, (laughs) (laughs) any questions? (laughs) No, if we're going there, I'll get first hand experience. May I continue with how to get into this? Oh, yes, don't let them don't let them. Very good. (laughs) Now, the sewers, um, they're usually sealed up tight. However, I have a couple of friends at the uh, city. Water management division. They're willing to 
open up one of the access holes for us. We just need a few hours notice. And it might be a little bit um, obvious if we do this during the sun time hours. So, if you want, I can have them ready quickly, but I would suggest perhaps getting a good night's rest before you venture in there. Yeah, with like full spell slots and everything. Whatever those are. Yeah, whatever a spell slot is. <laughs> I like so, to imagine my ability to cast spells in the form of slots in order to help me keep track so, of my magical powers. How long have we been up visiting various and sundry places? And it's towards the end of the day. Like I said, the sun is now just cresting okay. over the horizon, and it's the you know tail end of a Nordfeld evening. Shall we go back to the company house and have a long rest? <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> Why don't we have them open up the sewer? Why don't we? Can you tell us where this entrance will be, and we'll meet them there at morning? I was gonna say dawn. I guess uh, dusk. Um, I mean, morning would be just fine. Yeah, because I know. For them it is I morning. was gonna say dawn, but I realized it should be dusk for morning. So, well, I can have them work at almost any place. Uh, usually have them stay away from this area, so as not to raise any suspicions. Where is most convenient for you? Well, my associates that I'm working with are with the Company of Blades. I, Magdalene, <laughs> as you know, I'm a freelancer. Perhaps near the company house, then? Yes. Very well. <laughs> I think I got it. I think I got it yeah. back. We got a plan. Very smooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great deception. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should roll a deception check. Whatever that I, might I be. I really don't think I need to. I think it was pretty great. So, why don't... Dorf is in a state where... He's just sort of accepting your eccentricities at the moment. I got hit on the head a few days ago. I have a concussion. It's <laughs> been a thing. He just wants you to work. He doesn't really care <laughs> how weird you are at the moment. We've all been playing the wonderful game. Whoever gets hit on the head first wins. <laughs> I had a lot to drink at uh, Eisen's house, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, you yeah. visited Eisen, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We spent. Lying moron. <laughs> Colorful writer, though. Very entertaining. Complete idiot. Yes, I agree. Issues yet. Not yet. It was our Eisenhower. Our what? So, <laughs> oh, where our near the Eisen was our Eisenhower. <laughs> where, where near the uh, company house should we meet your man? It will be a few blocks down. All right. Which direction? Just look for the ye large yellow cones. Oh. Yellow cones? Yeah. Yes. All right, let's go get some sleep, get the some spell slots. devices to keep people away from falling into these access holes. He's from the Fervent Wilds. He doesn't understand these things. Oh. Well, it must that be makes funny sense. to watch people fall in manhole. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would not be funny. Not for a person falling in manhole. <laughs> Shall we go By to company way. house, eat some fritters, have some sleep? 
you'll need to have uh, this number. And he slides a slip of paper over the table to Magdalene. On it is written 75-0184. All of the access points in the city's sewers are labeled. They have a number system. That is the ladder you're looking for. When you find that ladder, it will lead you inside the warehouse. Great. Perfect. Thank Are we you. coming up in like a toilet or something? No. Oh. The warehouse used to be a slaughterhouse before it was simply turned into storage. <coughs> it had an access grate because there used to be quite a bit of runoff from the slaughterhouse there. Lovely. You're coming up in the now antiquated cover. To the best of my knowledge, my contact uh, did not believe that they had sealed that. Not many Could we go. be coming up into a toilet instead? Is that an option? <laughs> Is if they... you can make yourself small enough to fit up a toilet drain, then perhaps you can arrange that. Is your bounty with prom <laughs> still active? Do. Is his head on my desk? Have a look. It's not at his... No, it's not at his desk. <laughs> so it's still active then. <laughs> Does his head yes. look like a piece of paper? <laughs> you guys are really punchy today. <laughs> All right, let's go sleep. Thank you for the information, Ludorf. Are are we expecting any others, or is this a sole, or are you just contracting us? You're the ones who are running this job, I'm not bringing in anyone else. All right. We are exclusive. Let's yeah. Head. We leave. <laughs> we leave. <laughs> Execute. <laughs> Good lord. All right. And go back to the company house. That's where we're going. Okay. Uh, just to make sure, is there anything that you all want to do in the city's uh, last few hours of activity before most of the citizens go to bed? Other than getting in the warehouse and the sewers, both of which apparently we're doing, Okay. Uh, the only other things were like some personal stuff or checking out the fervent outpost out, outside the city. So, yeah, I we think did we... hear of this great pretzel place. I've oh. had enough. I've had a <laughs> pretzel enough day. From the pretzel place. Yeah. <laughs> and on pretzel. that, yes. on on that note, it was um, a pretzel day. Well, Seth, I want you to roll a d twenty with advantage. Is this a Constitution check? Is it, there are no stairs in the company. I'm not, I'm not telling you. It's, uh, <laughs> just roll a d20 with advantage. advantage. Oh my. No, well, one is twice what the other is. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Six. Ooh. You did not have a pretzel day. Oh. <laughs> when we get into the company house. That, that was your pretzel day check. You didn't have a pretzel day. It's the end of the day. You didn't find that the pretzel made you have a any sort of whatever whatever a pretzel day is. You didn't have it. <laughs> did did so he also says also says very discouraged and disappointed about that. <laughs> a uh, a bad stomach day after eating that awful everything pretzel. <laughs> I mean, it was awful, but it's all digestible, so you were fine. Fair. 
When it just wasn't a pretzel day. When we get in the company house, I'll turn into Soria. Okay. And I will just say, like, to the steward, hey, pass along that to Cap Commander Soloth that we will be going into the sewers pursuing a lead tomorrow. This makes absolute sense. <laughs> well, sis says, yep. you who are Zoria once again, uh-huh. have you used, have, have you conjured your good berries for the day? Are we about to go to sleep? I am. Then I will yeah, I think so. good berry with my last spell slot. The two melee characters, I'll give three berries each and I'll give nines and I two. Thank you, Soria. Thank you. So you can mark down that you have two good berries for the next 24 hours, or three. And then I'm going to go to sleep. Dromar will also go to sleep. Uh, yes. Yes, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Well this is pretty exciting. <laughs> there was something he was thinking about doing, but he'll do it later. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Those who are viewing this, we're now going to be spending eight hours sleeping. Yeah, we, we put <laughs> in real time. Watch is starting now. Tune in in a couple of weeks. We'll be waking up. <laughs> we only we only do it during the the playtime. So yeah. You know. This is um, hardcore mode. Yeah. <laughs> we also the weight listed on our character sheets we actually have backpacks full of weight on us right now <laughs> yes. also we're all getting yes. cosmetic surgery to become our characters and we can uh, only eat when we're live <laughs> <laughs> no anyway do you want to move forward <laughs> then sure execute <laughs> you have a long rest Who's waking up all set this time? <laughs> Draw my will. Or does not. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch at his door two hours before we're supposed to get up. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep right through it. Wow. I just I scratch at it for about an hour. I then. feel like that's a will okay. a wisdom save or something to not wake be woken up. I mean Will Seth uh, spent, you know, how many years sleeping in the woods? Little cat scratching at a door is probably not going to bother him. Is Nines going to let that slide? Is he just going to, like, stay outside of the door and not, like, go sit on Will Seth's face to wake him up? <laughs> I, was, the door, was the door slightly ajar? I could just push it open. The door is ajar. <laughs> was that a Space Ghost reference? I think so. Oh, good lord. Wait, no. No. It it's what close. every car says. <laughs> yes. So, do you go in the rooms, nine? The room. Yeah, so if the door is ajar, I will go into the room. You're in the room. Go on. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna jump on the bed and just like stare at Olsef. Just like. Are you on top of Ulsa? Yeah, I I jumped on the bed on top, just staring expectedly. Ulseth wakes up. <laughs> oh, it is you nines. Well, so I'm hungry. Let's go eat pretzels. Do they have pretzels here? Well, they have pretzels somewhere. It's a big city. 
the yes. Twenty first. Maybe I will have a pretzel day today. Oh no. <laughs> Okay. I've been so nine. Shall we go? Shall we go get pretzels? Yes, let's go get pretzels now. Okay. So we're gonna go is, get this pretzels. This is still now like an hour before we were planning <laughs> to wake up. I think so. For the two of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They, so uh, Dromar is still asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Do we find pretzels? Yes. You... <laughs> I mean, it was better than average. So sure, you find it a twenty-four hour. Pretzel stand. Mm-hmm. This place is famous for pretzels. Okay. Well, Olset will buy one <laughs> regular sea salted pretzel and um, one one with poppy seeds. <laughs> the order. You who are bending pretzels, <laughs> I wish to purchase one pretzel with sea salt and one pretzel with poppy seeds with a side cup of mustard. <laughs> Nines, I will nice. treat you to a pretzel. What kind would you like? It's a plain pretzel with fish on it. Ooh. <laughs> Do you have terrible. fish pretzel? <laughs> Let me go check. Hang on. <laughs> he goes in the back. Stands for ten seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, this is like the you're out of stock of this on the shelves. Do you have any in the back? <laughs> Comes back. No, we don't have any fish pretzels. Just regular pretzel. Yes. How much are these three pretzels? How much are these? um, How much do I owe you for the pretzels? Five copper. Okay, I pay and take the pretzels. I give give nines. Nines! I have for you your plain pretzel. This is the riveting content. <laughs> you guys are just like, sleeping. Sure, there's a picture in the, the sewers, but do they get pretzels? <laughs> we go back with our. <laughs> Let us go back and enjoy our pretzels at the company house. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, we have pretzels. Are we awake? Yeah. I mean, this, this ends up taking most of that hour to like walk okay, down so there, we're... find the place, get so in line, pay for the pretzel. Yeah. We're having a normal breakfast. A normal breakfast at the company. <laughs> wow, what a bunch of losers. <laughs> so you, you come into them having breakfast, and you two see them having pretzels. That checks out. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Nines probably asked for fish on his. He's such a weirdo. <laughs> yes, he did. Unfortunately, the vendor of pretzels did not have fish pretzels. Ah, yes. Very unfortunate. <laughs> Surya, you notice out of the corner of your eye, the steward just kind of giving you all a bunch of side eye right now. I don't think you're allowed to have outside food in here. I don't see sign. Is there a sign? <laughs> There's not a sign. No, I don't care. Oh, okay. It's mostly the fish pretzel that is causing the steward to give you all heavy side eye. But they didn't get a fish pretzel. We talked about it, though. We made a big deal about not getting it. Let's head to the yellow cones. Execute! Execute! (laughs) I look for yellow cones. 
you you leave the company house. Yeah. And I follow along behind uh, We just immediately drop our breakfast. Figured we were close to the Who are you yeah. now? Are you still Zoria? No, I, I changed into Magdalene for this. Okay. I think or we need a robes. sign that lets us remember <laughs> who you are at any Do given I need time. a name tag yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. I just like Zoria a rotating name, a name place. <laughs> you get like a well, sometimes you wear a monocle and the rest seems your glasses. <laughs> I don't I don't have anything at hand that would be helpful. No. We know that you are Maggie. I mean get some hats. Give me a piece of paper, I'll make a name tag. You, you could like put this little no, I'm Magdalene. Just remember it. <laughs> there you go. We will do our in, best. In the future, make sure you have like name cards ready so you can just right. put it right back on your uh, shawl there. Yeah, or a series of hats. Good <laughs> to note who you are. You who are watching. Have I seen the Please do yet? put in chat the character Zoya is at the moment. <laughs> What did you want to do? Engagement. Yeah. I'm looking for the yellow cones. You find them, they're not very hard. I go to them. You guys are on the greatest drug bus like I've ever seen. I follow behind Zoria. All right. I mean, Maggie. <laughs> yeah, who are you following? Maggie. Oh. I'm following Maggie. Are you I following also us? Follow. Yes, I'm also following. Does anyone care if Nines is following? <laughs> no one no one pays attention to you Nines. You reach since y'all are just whatever. <laughs> Maggie reaches the uh, work crew that's set up some cones around this access point and got some like little hard hats on things. You uh you for Ludorf? Yes. Alright. Talking to this kind of surly-looking human, and you know, wait, he's wait, kind of, wait, 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 How what? is one? How is one surly-looking? He's scowling. Yeah, he's like scowling. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's just like, mm. and he gives you this kind of up and down. Like, I'm, just, I'm, I'm like <laughs> trying to picture like what a surly-looking person looks. Like. He's just like, yeah. This this guy looks like. He, he doesn't quite trust anybody and hasn't he, had his morning coffee. Yeah, this is th this is every he hates Mondays. And uh, it is and a Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's a Monday, <laughs> sure. Hates Mondays. Loves it's just on, yeah. <laughs> Named as Andrew. <laughs> Maggie, have you found anything out about the cones? No, you guys have been bickering too much about Mondays. <laughs> this is having pretzel day. This uh, this human is uh, kind of prying up one of the access grates right now and moving it out of the way. It's this big, heavy metal slab. And do you have any advice for us down there? Dangerous. Um, if you see something moving, it's probably trying to kill you. Hmm. And That's always true. Yeah. Don't oh, move. <laughs> the the sluice ways down there can get pretty slick. So, you know, try to just be careful how you step. Dromar is going to put on his climbing shoes. All right. Um, do those provide a bonus or anything to a save? Anything like that? 
Um, I mean, I don't think they technically do. Like, the whole climbing kit, like, sort of does. Like, you can't... F I think it's you can't fall more than 10 feet or something like that. This is... I mean, I don't think there's technically a... Uh, uh, in-game, like, just wearing the climbing shoes does this. I just figured it would, you know, potentially make it less slippery for Dromar. Um, you can you can do with that whatever you want. Or yeah. not want. Um, it probably won't help much, but we'll see. Okay. They've got the great open, and it's a little ladder down into this hole. Does it smell like Axe Body Spray? It, it definitely doesn't. Axe body spray smells, smells better. significantly better than what you're smelling coming out of here. What? Wow. Wow. I don't think this... there's anything that smells Wow, they didn't even pay us to tell our viewers that Axe body spray smells a lot better than a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm climbing down. <laughs> All right. I do follow along. I also follow. And I'm guessing that Nines is bringing up the rear? Yes. Okay. As you descend down into this area, you move, uh, it's only about 15 feet of ladder that you're climbing down. Not the biggest ladder, but you're fairly well under the city streets at this point. And there's a little landing pad that you have set up on. And then a couple steps down to a lower flat area. From where you're kind of gathering just outside of this lower stairwell, it's really hard to see anything. It's just about pitch black. And this smell that you first got a whiff of up in the fresh air of the city streets is now permeating your olfactory senses. The odor is so overwhelming that even an army of descriptors wouldn't be able to do this justice. Suffice it to say that the pungent aroma of decay and sulfur lingers in this stale air, unmoving and utterly stifling. It permeates your clothes and hair, or fur, if you're nines. And you just know that whatever you're walking through is never going to fully wash out. The dim light filters through the drains and the grates above you, and it barely illuminates this area. For most of this, just to kind of cover all our bases ahead of time. Unless I tell you otherwise, um, the two characters that do not have dark vision, Sorry and Ulseth, your vision is limited to about 10 feet. And then it's just inky blackness. The characters with dark vision can see out 60 feet. Well, I will. And then it's too, too dark to see beyond that. We're going to leave that as kind of the status quo for most of this dungeon, unless I tell you otherwise. I would like to bring out my lamp. Okay. Which says it does bright light for 15 feet and dim light for 30. Okay. With that out, um, should you slip or fall or anything, it would extinguish. I'll say that you can relight it, but it would be wet if that ever happens. Because you are in a sewer, there's lots of water moving around here, so that's a possibility. I'll attach it to the end of my staff. Okay. So you now have dim light out 15 feet, um, and can see reasonably well. And Ulseth, uh, you gain roughly the same benefit as long as you're next to Soria. But the light's centered on her. 
Is there anything else that anyone wants to do? I know, Dromar, you have a hooded lantern. I don't I know do. if you're interested in lighting that. Yeah, I'm going to light my hooded lantern. I was just thinking that as well. Okay. I think that has roughly the same effect, but... Only in one uh, direction? I think it's further. It's uh, It says it has a, a bright light, 30 foot, dim light, additional 30 feet. Okay. So, Jomar and Zoria, I can I also... Too much, I too much appreciate oh. the light you have provided. Otherwise, oh, it, my was, pleasure. it was inky black. I could barely see 10 feet. <laughs> yeah, this, it, light helps. Even even for us with dark vision, it helps. Mm. Uh, oh, I also just want to note, Dromar can uh, adjust the, the hood on his lantern to provide less light, reducing it uh, down to a five foot uh, radius if he if he so chooses. Okay. Well, how, where do you want to start? Full full light? Yeah, right full now I'll have it full light. Okay. So, so. you've got um, some visibility out to 60 feet. It doesn't do anything to really change the vision of the two people with dark vision, but for the two characters that don't have dark vision, you guys can now see reasonably well out about 60 feet. And you have very clear illumination within uh, 15 feet as well, like really nicely clear. So if anything comes right close to you, you'd be able to see it. And so, that 15 to 30 foot's a little dimmer. Alseth has, has noticed that he's becoming somewhat disoriented because all the walls look the same. They do. <clears throat> so he takes out a piece of his chalk, which he carries, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> and says, it is possible we may get lost. When we come to a junction, I will mark on the wall the direction we have taken so that if we arrive back again, we know what areas we have covered. That's a very good idea. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. Thank you. I will do that. I'm going to take a little piece of cloth and the spices out of my spice pouch and wrap it around my face to help cover the smell up. Okay, so you're like spinning some spices together and then just like tying that under your nose? Basically, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it smells... Um, like... Like, like, like poop sewer. and oregano. <laughs> it smells like poop and oregano, uh, but mo more oregano than poop, because it's so it. close to kind of blocking yeah. that. So like a Fazoli's. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um... <laughs> There's no recovering from that. Moving on. Well, we are now in the sewer. Now that you have your uh, lanterns lit and kind of set up to venture down here, you're, you see that you, this room, and you can't quite see the far edges of it. It goes just beyond the edge of your lantern light, because mm. where you stand, you are right at the entrance. But... Off in the far corner on the north side of this room, and let me just ask the question, is anyone going to be trying to draw this dungeon out? I was going to, yeah. Okay. For the sake of your sanity, this is in the bottom right corner okay. is where we're starting. I'll be nice. Thank you. You're welcome. You're in a roughly square room. You can't tell just by quick glance if it's even on all four sides, but it's mostly square. Off in the far northeast corner, there is a little elbow angle 
and you see this sluice way that you'd been warned about. Which way is northwest from us? I mean, are we like in the southeast corner? You are currently on the eastern side of this room. Okay. And there's, you can tell, you guess about 15, 20 feet, both to the north and south of you in this room. So you have some fairly sizable walls, both north and south of you in this corner. With the sluiceway in the northwest area. The water is moving fairly quickly, and with the amount of rain that Nordfeld gets, this is unsurprising. I'll walk into the middle of this room and just sort of take a survey, see if there's any, you know, move in with my lamp and see if I can see anything else in the room. Moving around the room, there's a fairly large area that seems to be almost like a staging area, and that kind of makes sense if this is one of the access points. There's uh, a few pipes and uh, repair kits and things like that. A lot of utility pieces strewn about on the edges. A couple of uh, shelves and hooks hold up some tools and other kits to repair things. Want a free crowbar? Yes, is there anything? Yes, yes I would like a crowbar, thank you. Sure, there are a couple crowbars if you guys want to steal from the city. Go right ahead. I am absolutely taking a crowbar. Okay, go ahead Dora and add a already has a crowbar. I know. I'm, I'm just because also bent my crowbar once. <laughs> yeah, he made it all straight again. But I, I got a new one. No, it is just a bar. <laughs> you know, they're really cool. People use Raven bars. Mm. Boo. <laughs> Were there any? Was there anything else in the room that, from just a quick glance? Around? No, this is a fairly, you know, nondescript area. It looks like this is just meant for workers. I mean, you're in the sewerways. There's not a ton that they're going to put down here for decoration. So you have the one way north then. You have the one way north, and you also have because there's a corner bend on this sluiceway. You have one way that's headed westward. Oh, okay. And those seem to be the only two ways out of this room. Where was the warehouse located in the city? Maybe we should have gone to a place close to the warehouse. East, wasn't it? I thought it was west. <laughs> we, have, we have been in the it sewer. Is west. It was west. Five oh, it was west. feet. Okay. We have we have moved five feet in the sewer and now have no idea which way we're going. <laughs> Dromar has a compass and a magic compass. Yeah, I have both of those things. And I will, oh, uh, and, and also will turn to you, who are now Maggie. Yes. Did Ludorf give you any directions other than the piece of paper with a number as to how to reach the warehouse from here? Nope. I mean, we were there for the whole conversation, yeah. Elsa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is what troubles me. Well, the warehouse, <laughs> the warehouse was west of us. So let's go down the western tunnel then. All right. Uh, would you like me to lead the way? Sure. Yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> yes. I'm uh, going to do a little <laughs> belt work to kind of hike up my ropes. We're going into a sluice. Uh, yeah, because the sluiceways are going to be most of what you travel in down here. Mm. So I'd like to, you, I have multiple outfits, so I'm going to take some belts from them and just sort of like, fold the robes up and through to make them like short robes, I guess. 
Okay. Makes sense. You're going to gird your loins, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jokes on you guys. My pants aren't even pants anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is are, the joke on us. <laughs> you were born for this environment. Max. Are you? Are you down here barefoot? Nine. Sometimes you wear boxes on your feet. So I, wanna ask. I don't want to get my boxes dirty. That'd just be irresponsible. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, um, I will uh, take up the rear to uh, provide like a rear guard in case anything comes at us from behind. Yeah, okay. we should maybe have. Dromar with the lantern going forward because you have the best mm -hmm. lighting from yours. Yeah. And I'll sort of be more towards the back so we can see behind us. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll be Execute. in the so back. Olsef is afraid that something in the sewer might be coming from the rear. Yes. Oh, oh no. Okay, Drummer is going to move forward. That's our number two concern. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Under well, seven? today is, is the episode. It? You get all the prom uh, all the poop jokes we promised, everybody. The seven-year-olds yes. are happy, right? <laughs> I should have thought better uh, yes. about sending you guys in a sewer. I am now realizing I've made a grievous mistake. Yes. Really um, yeah, so Dromar will will uh, have his have his hooded lantern out in front of him, uh, and I guess he'll take. I hate to have things in both of my hands and not have a weapon, but I guess I'll take out my my orb of direction in the other hand so I can make sure I know where I'm going and uh, move westward. Okay. You start moving down this westward canal, and you're traveling down this sluiceway for quite a ways several hundred yards move down this sluiceway until you enter another room and this room is mostly made of sluiceway and there's a narrow platform on both the north and south of that low canal however these flat areas don't look like they're meant to be part of the design uh, rather the stone seems to have been chipped away by something Anyone? Um, uh, I'd like to take a closer look. I'm gonna okay. do like a, I'm gonna like perception check, sort of scan the room for dangers while he's checking closer. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead and make uh, make, make an investigation check here. Okay. Guidance. Um, that's not great. Let's see if the guidance helps. Uh, the guidance sort of helped. Uh, so that's going to be 8 plus 6, which is 14. 14. All right. As you investigate these kind of broken apart segments here, um, you can tell that clearly something has something unnatural has been going at this. Not to say like magical or supernatural or anything, but this this yeah. is not part of their design. And it doesn't seem like this is uh, some sort of incidental failing. Mm -hmm. There are a couple signs that this seems to there seem to be some sort of impacts in here. You can see divots dug in. Make an insight check. I, oh, right. Too late. Uh, that's okay. That was a good roll. Um, that's going to be a dirty 20. Okay. 
the longer you take a look at these things, the more that you you think that these are actually teeth marks. Huh. These, uh... I, I, I hate to break this to you all, but these seem to be teeth marks here. Why were um, you trying to eat the wall then? Can I go? I... Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say I went to inspect and see if I can have any with my, like, nature knowledge of animals and stuff. See what kind of, if this might be, like, an animal teeth mark. Or maybe at least how big of a thing this was. Yeah. Um... All right, given that you have been cued to the fact this is likely an animal that's doing this, and Dromar kind of points out what to look for mm -hmm. to help you out. I'm not going to make you roll because you already have some information. And you see it's very clearly two distinct teeth marks that are making this very close sort together. Sort of like a rodentia beaver. You, you are pretty sure it's some sort of rodent. Sewer possibly... Beavers. Uh, a very <laughs> large rat or so, oh, something like a beaver or something like that. But whatever it is, it's big because the teeth are, uh, they're they're about yay big. We're definitely dealing For with... For the podcast audience, that's like... Two inches. The, each tooth two. is about two inches. This is a okay. giant tooth. It looks like we're dealing with large-sized sewer beavers. R-O-U-S-S. No, R -O -U My arch nemesis. B-O-U-S-S. You also yes. take note that uh, at the end of this room where it's sort of impromptu room, it wasn't meant to be here, the sluiceway is uh, sealed off with iron bars, tightly wow. yeah, put together. There's only about four inches between each bar and they are set into the concrete, both above and below. Mm. Is, is this the only way out? Yep, that's the only way forward, so there's not a path to continue down this way. But the tunnel there's continues. No... The tunnel continues, but you cannot continue forward, at least without um, trying to break through these fairly sturdy-looking bars. How thick are they? They're like two-inch thick oh, wow. steel bars. Seth, why don't you, uh, you use one of those crowbars to try to get us through here? You would like me to pry out a bar or two? Yes, please. Hmm. If you can. He can't. <laughs> I mean, it's worth a shot. He's a strong dude. What's the worst that happens? We get a new crowbar from the other room? Yes. Yeah. yeah so steal is... more crowbars. Since he so... won't be mad about that. We are sneaking in here illegally anyway, like... What yeah. have you... What, what have you found out about the marks that we are seeing on the walls? Oh, they're made by giant rats or perhaps beavers or maybe a mink. Mm. I don't really know what sort of things live down in sewers, but, you know, beavers some, live in water. Some sort of overbite rodent. Yeah. Oh. But exceptionally large, because their teeth are like two inches across. Oh, then how big would the would the animal be? Uh, probably upwards of 500 feet wide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I asked. How do, how do uh, they I, fit I, I go to, to inspect. I go to inspect the bars that Nine has asked me to uh, to remove. Um, how are they? 
Or were they Mines didn't ask you to remove them. That was Dromar. <laughs> oh, you hurt Dromar's feelings also. Can, can one do that? <laughs> so... What, so what, you, what if what I, I inspect? The are they like set in mortar? I think she said like concrete. They're, they're set into the concrete that makes up these... Um, all of these sewer canals. So it's concrete, okay. Yeah, it's concrete. Well, I'll take, I will take the crowbar. Guidance. And attempt to break away the concrete at the bottom to uh, loosen one of the bars. Uh, go ahead and uh, make a strength roll. I mean, not really an attack here, so just make but a strength roll. Yeah, guidance. Roll. I do. If it only takes him about 10 hours to break through these bars, <laughs> and there's no more of these, we're gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. That would be another annoying. riveting episode of Dice and Dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's just we're not riveting. Strength we're trying. Not a saving throw, right? That is a strength check, correct? Not Twenty-three. All right. Uh, Unless you say it's coming right for us <laughs> and pretend that the bars are attacking you, and then you can do a saving. Well, I'll do that next. That is not how this works. <laughs> they are pretty scary. I'll cast bars. minor illusion to make it seem like the bars are about to attack Olsef. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you you throw as much weight as you can behind this crowbar, slamming it down into the concrete. And let's say we don't spend more than like five minutes trying to do this. And we could say that you start <laughs> chipping away at it <laughs> after a couple minutes of trying to do it this way. Um, cause, I mean, you're using a crowbar and you're chipping away at concrete. Your your arms start to get a little bit sore from just the sheer impact that you're hitting this with and the concrete. I mean, it's chipping away. You've gotten Maybe a quarter inch kind of chipped away around the base of this. Well, he's making all this noise. I am keeping an eye out for sewer beavers. All right. Just so you know. Go ahead and make a perception check. Just waiting for this giant rat to walk by. Hey, like, are you a beaver? <laughs> no, okay, you're fine. 16. <laughs> you don't hear anything? Okay. Other than that extremely than the loud... Other than the clanging of Ulseth smashing the crowbar into concrete and a little bit of steel bar and the rushing of water, no new sounds have emerged. Ulseth, maybe instead of chipping away the concrete, you could try just bending the bars with with your crowbar. I, I inspect the bars. Are there any places where they where they look really rusty, like corroded and rotten? There's nothing that looks particularly more rusty, road, eroded, or rotten than any other piece of it. There are, you know, spots of a little bit of rust here and there, but they look mm. to be pretty sturdy things. And if you want, uh, I mean, you can even take a couple of, like, good square kicks on the bars to see if there's any give, and you, you're not detecting any from a little bit of mm -hmm. uh, I think contact. It does not seem that I can get through these bars. Well, no, you, I was saying you should try bending them, not just oh, walking like, through them, kicking them. <laughs> I, I will make one effort. You know, just, why not with the crowbar using one bar as leverage against the other bar? So I like 
you know, put the crowbar against a bar, the other one behind that one, and push on it. Like that. Like a lever. Yes. Okay. Um, to try to bend them. Yeah, at, I mean, I at think... The I think rotten, at the most rotten, rusty... I think you could make that place. geometry work. You'd probably only be... If it moves at all, you'd probably only be able to move it about, like, half an inch. Just, like, hooking it around a bar and then in front of another one... It'll bend you're, up you're forward a, and backwards more than... Yeah, you'd, you'd, like, be able to move the bars kind of, like, forward and back a little bit. Um, but, I mean, you can test we'll if you can move it. see if they're at least bendable. You just won't be able to get a whole lot because eventually that bar is going to come into contact with another bar as you're pushing into the leverage there. I have tried. I mean, you haven't no, tried yet. I have tried. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. At least Nines is frozen on a very oh. pleasant. Ooh, he just unfroze. All you did the paralyzed effect wore off. <laughs> <laughs> Total of seven. So you give AT, a really ATT is providing my internet connection, by the way. <laughs> you you give a really solid effort to try and move this, but you're not seeing that there's any sort of give in these bars right now. Maybe we should just try the other path. All right, that sounds good. Um, you know, I'm a little uh, hesitant now that we know about these RASs to not have a weapon in my hand. Do you think we need the, the orb of direction or? Well, I'm drawing a map in my little book here. So unless we get just hand it to someone else. Yeah, nines, like nines. Mm -hmm. I can hold it for you. He's trustworthy. Is I he? I promise to give it back. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it doesn't seem like we need it. So I'll just put it away very securely. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that trust, everyone. <laughs> Bonds of friendship. That's right. Um, so, so Dromar will now take out. Do a trust out fall later in this campaign. <laughs> one of his uh, one of his so short swords. Um, I guess his short sword of loyalty, uh, since he's only got one, and he'll hold the his hooded lantern in the other hand and okay. start moving back from whence he came. Notice right. he didn't pull out his short sword of trust. I don't have a short sword of trust. I'm not no. sure that exists. That's because you don't have any trust. <laughs> Oset has been marking the wall as we go. All right. Yeah. As I said, I don't need to repeat that, do I? No, I'll assume. Which side do you want to mark? I'll always mark the right side with an arrow pointing in the direction we've gone. Okay. So and I'm guessing this... that you don't mark it on the way back. I, that's what I was about to say. I kind of assume that it's arrows going towards the bars and then on the other side arrows coming away from the bars like, I could do that if you think you need that here's where we made a U-turn <laughs> there's, there's a little drawing of Ulsa trying to pry some bars and... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> really sad face. in a hundred years someone's going to come down here and be like <laughs> Dromar, you are leading yeah, us. The chalk's definitely left. Do you think that I need to mark the wall that we have gone back the same way that we have come? Yeah, I mean, actually, it wouldn't hurt. Honestly, I was, <laughs> I was saying it as a joke, but at the same time, we don't. If we see that they're on both walls, we know that this is where we turned around, and we don't need to go this way. Okay, I go ahead and mark the wall. All right. Everywhere we go, regardless of how we've gone. Okay, so I have chalk. You. <laughs> You do that. You make your way back down, marking your path of direction. You leave a little 
uh, picture of you trying to bend some bars uh, up in that room. It's very artful. It looks nice. And you find yourselves now uh, several hundred yards back down the way that you came in the original room. Uh, let's go north. Yeah, it's the only <laughs> other option. All right. Execute. So you head up the northern passageway. This is not nearly as far before you hit um, hit a different room. It's only about 100 yards or so up this way. And this time it's a circular room where there's a meeting point of four different sluiceways forming a cross section. And there's small little uh, areas to stand in between. So if you can picture kind of a, a circle and then a cross that goes and bisects it to then you've got little semicircular slices that you can stand in each corner of this crossway. What did this room do wrong? <laughs> it uh, didn't you do You said that wrong. we hit the room, so I'm assuming <laughs> that it did something that we that made us want to hit it. Okay, there's, there's, we're at a crossroads, so we should each take a different tunnel. I'll go south. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't split the party, Soria. <laughs> You We've can discuss this before. <laughs> you can rule out the easternmost uh, sluiceway. There are another set of bars there, unless you'd like to try these bars. Are they the same? I assume they. Uh, if I ever say that there's bars blocking your way, assume that they're set in the same fashion. No, I'm not going to. What do kind that. of bar is it? Is it like a, a tiki? Like a, you know, yeah. Is it a tiki bar? Is a it like bar. a TGI Fridays type place? You know. Do you want to try? <laughs> Do we want to try Steel West again? Bars. So, so I don't know. Whatever kind of bar is in Philadelphia, uh, that's the kind of bar it is. It's a steel bar. Oh, okay. No, south is the way we came. Or Pittsburgh, yeah. rather. So we entered, like we entered from the south, and the east is Bard. barred. So we can try and go west again, or we can go north. Let's try west. Okay. I will give you that's this we uh, go. little piece of information as you kind of deliberate which way to head. Out of the north tunnel, the air smells cleaner. It smells uh, less painful. There's a kind of fresher scent out of the northern tunnel. It would be more yeah, pleasant go to west. go north, so... You want to go to the smell? Yes, away from the good air. Yeah, away from the good air. Okay. Okay. Because, we, you know, the good air is unlikely to be at the at the warehouse. Probably. Why? Because, uh, okay. I don't know. Because the warehouse is west and we haven't gone that way. Yeah. The good air could be like out to wherever this, wherever the exit to the sewer system leads, like mm -hmm. the sea or whatever. Oh, right. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Or the lake. The lake. The lake. Which yeah. is why the lake is so beautiful. Because yeah. of all the pollution. And why it tastes like Dasani. Because <laughs> of all the shit in it. <laughs> And why That's a good question. Did the warehouse, when we were by the warehouse, would they have had something that may have had a distinct smell in that area? Because even though they're doing illegal things, they could have a front. I mean, not that it comes to mind, at least from the warehouse that you guys were at. There were a lot of warehouses in, it was a, you know, kind of a light industrial area of the city where that warehouse was in. But if you're just talking the specific one where you're trying to get into, they didn't seem to have, offer any sort of front 
to whatever they were doing there. I mean, a warehouse, you're not going to have as many people using the bathroom as like a commercial or residential area. So it would theoretically smell better. Yeah, I mean, unless you never worked at a warehouse, have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's, there's also like, if there's other other slaughterhouses, if this used to be a slaughterhouse, that could be, yeah. You know, that that doesn't smell too great. Well, let's just check west. Yeah, execute. I'll head west. Okay. <laughs> Traveling down the sluiceway once again of sloshing through the waters. It's flowing a little bit faster here than in the other areas. Not sure why, but there's more flow here. You come a couple hundred yards uh, westward down this leaseway, and then it, it starts to bend southward. And after making a turn slowly over another, say, 75 yards or so, in lateral westward movement goes upwards north now. So you're now traveling northwards in this sluiceway and you enter into a small-ish room. It's a little bit smaller than the first room that you came down into and you see that it has uh, a junction of a couple of sluiceways, and there's an area with some bars blocking the sluiceway off on the east side of this room. Bars are very popular here in the sewers. Yeah, I mean, you know, they must have a lot of patrons down here, I guess. <laughs> are there any other exits? From where you stand just entering the room, you think that there's one over on the southwestern corner? But just walking into this room, you can't quite be sure. I'm going to do a more... scan around for rats and stuff just so immediately. I'd, I'd like to get oriented. So we're coming up from the south, going yep. north. Yep. Are we like in the corner of the room, in the center of the room? You're about in the center of the room here. I want to just scan for, mom, for rats and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume Dromar being in the lead is just like constantly scanning also just like looking that's what your passive perception is for mm -hmm. okay and if you come across anything that meets your passive perception uh that's how to use passive perception as a dungeon master so that's what i'm using if you want to stop at any time and make an active perception check uh then you can ask me to do so otherwise i'm just going to be okay. using that passive okay all right okay then yeah, i guess 17 uh, so I'll also roll one. Okay. Um, uh, 21. Are you checking too, sorry? Yeah, I got a dirty 20. Okay. Um, Dromar and Maggie, could you please let us know what you see? We of course, will. Seth. Thank you. It looks like. <laughs> In this room, you don't, looking specifically for signs of a large rodentia. You don't see anything that's st sticking out to you. You There are no signs of droppings or teeth marks or nest making or anything like that. The, there is one giant beaver in the middle of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you like to buy a fur the, hat. The barred off area to your west um, 
you you do notice I thought it was east. Oh was, yeah, correct. Okay. East. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, okay. I said that wrong. Off to your east that barred area. It looks um it is very pitch dark in there. Like it's it seems like there's no throughout all of these areas. There've been like little trickles of outside light from drains and access points that let just a teeny bit of light filter down. It doesn't look like there's anything at all in that room. And it kind of reads darker than the other areas that you've seen so far. And it kind of sticks out to you. Drummer is going to walk over there with his lantern out in front of him, trying to illuminate the area. Okay. Um, give me a second here, because I'm going to have you roll something. Guidance, just in case. Thank you. <laughs> All right, how how close do you get to these bars? Uh, I mean, I guess I'll keep going forward until I see anything, because I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to have my lantern out in front of me. I still have my sword drawn also, and I'm just trying to, like, illuminate the bars and see if there's anything going on there, so. You put your arm through the bars? I'm not going to put my arm <laughs> through the bars. Put your I'm head gonna... first. <laughs> I, know, uh, I put my right foot in, I put my right foot out. No, I'm going to, I mean, I guess if I still can't see anything, I'm going to walk right up to the bars. Okay. Um, as you get close to the bars, why don't you make make an intelligence check? Drummer, what do your goblin eyes see? <laughs> um, that was very average. You can so, add uh, guidance to it, though. Yeah, yeah I did. I oh, rolled. Okay. I rolled uh, right down the middle on both of them. I rolled a, a ten on the d twenty and a two on the guidance. <laughs> so this is an intelligence check, you said. Yes. For those of you under okay. seven, that's twelve. Yes, that is 12. <laughs> so altogether, it's going to be a 16. All right. You get close to these bars, and upon close inspection, you notice just a little kind of glint to these bars that makes you question if there's not something a little different about them. You're, not, gonna... you're not sure what? You suspect it might be uh, coated with something? Can he see or, deeper into the room? Or I'll get there. Oh, or, um, you know, maybe there's an enchantment on it, because you've seen enchanted things. But in the light, you can't quite tell what this might be. But you can tell there's kind of something up with the bars. In the room, now that you're shining your lantern in there, it is a small circular room and I'm going to pull up the description here. There's a fair amount of water running down over this center graded area. So in the center of this circular room, taking up about half of the diameter of this room, there's a grate where the water is falling into. And there's this kind of disgusting film, slime, gooey stuff that's forming on the top of it. It's, it looks like it's the catching all of the detritus. And there's there's no access point other than this. So wh whatever this room is, it's a, it's a drain at least. And there's these bars that have some sort of coating or enchantment or something up with them. And you, you I... can't make out anything else. Can I roll an Arcana check? 
Yeah, go ahead. Uh, not good. Uh, <laughs> that is a seven. Is he describing this at all, or are you just looking? Uh, right now I'm just looking. Uh, you, you can't... You, you get the vague idea that this is probably not an oil, and it's probably some sort of enchantment. But you have no idea what the enchantment is that's on these bars. But you're, you're pretty sure there's some sort of enchantment. Okay. And the longer you um, stand here, the more... And this goes for all of you, not just Dromar. The more that you kind of notice there's this, like, low, echoing, rumbling kind of sensation. You, you don't really hear it, you feel it. And it's just very low and subtle, and it's starting to put all of you just a little ill at ease. Nines is just sitting there with his drums. There's a a room behind these bars, but the bars seem kind of weird. Like, I think they might be magical. Uh, Soria or Olseth, would one of you mind taking a look? I I could. I can detect magic. I will try. I know. Do you want to do that? I would. Yes. Otherwise, I can look (laughs) with my arcana, but if you want to see it just straight up, if they're magic, go ahead. I'll detect magic on the bars. They are magical, so you're now certain that these have some sort of enchantment to them. And you Mm -hmm. get to see the spell school, I think, right? Yeah. It is evocation. Evocation. Yeah. I was expecting abjuration. I don't know what the difference is. Abjuration's like defense spells. Mm. Evocation's attack and like summoning like lightning and stuff. Oh, interesting. These bars, um, these bars do have magic. It seems to be of the type that may summon something. I do not huh. know how it would be triggered, what would set it off, but maybe you should touch it. Maybe not. <laughs> is, is it like maybe this is like basically an electric fence? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Nines, why don't you touch the bars? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I go up and touch the bar. Oh, no. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was very okay. brave. <laughs> Me. Uh, Is that the a, correct word? Make I a dexterity sure. saving throw. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's no, that's going to be a seven. <laughs> oh, yeah, that you do not manage to make this save. And so... I'm staying far back from. As as you touch the bars, you you grab on with both paws, and <laughs> we're just gonna just go straight into it. Okay, <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> nothing nothing like that. You grab no. on, and it takes you just a second too long to realize that these are very hot. All the rest of you observe that these bars quickly go from normal-ish looking steel bars to glowing red hot bars. And you take uh, six fire damage. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing you don't make your money with your hands. (laughs) 
Well, that's now we know what they is, do. Which is the two thirds of your health, if I remember correctly. Yes, that is correct. Oh. This, this means there must be something important on the other side. We have to get through. Okay. Nine, Can keep, we see keep it? Grabbing the bars. I give I give nines my three good berries. I'll get I'll get one of mine, so he has six good berries altogether. That was. Maybe hit it yeah. with your head a little bit, you know. Is, is there anything I think you beyond try that, that I can see? I'll, I'll go over and look. There's nothing more than what I've described. Nines, did you eat all the good berries? I, I ate three of them. Okay, one so... of my own and the two that were handed to me. Okay. Oh, I gave you three. You had six total, because you have two, I gave you one, and also I gave you three. Uh, I'll eat four of them then. Okay. You're down two hit points. Is there any sort of okay? There's what? nothing more that you can see than what I've described okay. to you. That's just a drain with some goo. Um, Jomar, perhaps you yeah. would look around the room to see if there is another exit. All right. Um, Jomar will make, make his way so. around the perimeter <laughs> of the room. You get over to the west side of the room. Are, are you guys kind of moving together at this point? Yeah, generally. I think that's a general policy down here. Mm -hmm. As you move Sounds away good. from that area and over to the west side of the room, it becomes apparent that there is another open sluice way. Yet it quickly bends around a corner after about uh, 10 yards or so. And that's the way out as you are making your way over there. From that sealed away chamber with the drain, you start to hear this kind of gurgling noise Ooh, someone has just flushed and this <laughs> pungent smell <laughs> of feces and rotting garbage yep, yeah i think you're right also permeates <laughs> the air and it's this even, noise it's continues. even worse than the smell yes. that yeah it's, it's even worse we went into the really bad smell place as opposed to the good smell place. Yeah, th this is the worst it's been. Yes, um, we're underneath the buffet district. <laughs> I'm going to be looking over there and seeing if there's something going on. All right. Uh, it is well out of your sight right now. Okay. So it's just kind of this, you know, blackness off there. It's well beyond the 60 foot range of any illumination. And but you can all hear echoing this gurgling sound and this bubbling, oozing kind of noise from over there. It's getting louder and echoing around when all of a sudden those bars light up again. Like red. Like red hot and illuminate that to side of the chamber. And what you see is this black bubbling mass of fetid rats and food, slime and various other bits of filth. It's slowly moving its way through the bars. And as it hits these burning hot pieces of steel, it's searing away bits of this mass, making the smell even worse, because now that's burning all of that rotting organic matter. And it's just shoving its way through these things. This really is for the under sevens, isn't it? What did you uh, do? Jomar is going to um, attach his lantern to uh, 
the clip on his belt and take out his other sword. I'm gonna back up against the wall, <laughs> the far wall, <laughs> from this thing. Um, Soria, yeah, you notice that this blob, as it gets to, it's about halfway through these bars now, moving slowly. Um, so does it come through in slices, like these bars are slicing it up? I mean, it's it's pushing itself through it, kind of like if you um, put jello through like a fork, and then if that jello could congeal back again, that's what it looks like it's doing. Really disgusting jello filled with rotting rat corpses and poop. How many viewers do we have left now? <laughs> this is a very interesting episode um, if you're just joining us. This is clearly some sort of monster, right? Yeah, this is clearly some sort of monster. <laughs> Should I just throw a fairy no, fire on you, it while it's moving? You do? Yeah, yeah do that! I, I don't think fire's gonna do much against a thing that just went through. Fairy fire. Fire. Oh. Only you notice this, but around its base, as it gets beyond those searing hot bars, what bits of it are left? It has um, it, like this sort of steam coming off from around its base where it comes in contact with the algae and water and stuff that are flowing through the sluice ways and are kind of on the bottom. So it's like it's, it itself is like hot or acidic or something. That's kind of the idea that you get. Hmm. <clears throat> um, I'm going to cast Fairy Fire on this thing. All right. Um, with that, we are going to have everybody roll for initiative because you are making an attack. Not bad. Uh, 11. <clears throat> 18. 17. 17. Well, Ooh. Jinx. Hi. So 17 for soda. both Ulseth and Nines? I said Jinx. Right? And I said yeah. you owe me a soda. And you had 18? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then, uh, Soria, you are up first. And then Nines and Ulseth, because Nines, you have the better dexterity. And um, then we'll see who's after that. I don't want to give away the entire combat roll here, but it is a slow, massive, black, oozy filth, so not going first. Since it is moving so guessing, slow, perhaps I said I was casting fairy What's the fire. On that? Uh, dexterity 15. All right. It fails that save, so it now has fairy fire. And let me go turn on the battle screen. Here. The whole area in like a 20 foot cube. And, well, so as you're doing that, what I'm doing is I'm whispering my druidic into my hands, and I create a giant, vibrant, neon green uh, pile of spores and <sighs> blow them out across the room. Not to yeah, that's what we pocket. need down here. More mold and stuff. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and I blow them all over in a 20-foot cube. Everything in there is lit up right sort of neon green, including this ooze thing, which is now outlined and sheds dim light in a 10-foot radius around it. Okay. So I guess if there's any other enemies that we don't know yet... If know there's about, anything else in there, though, so, yeah, they would have to make a save, too. There's nothing else in there. Okay. It's just this big, disgusting blob. And grab the fairy fire enchantment. 
the party if would not consider running away from it, would it? I mean, it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although, Jomar, you so, are at a serious disadvantage because it does not seem to have a butt. You guys are basically positioned right there. It's kind of moving its way towards you. I think I was I a little further. I can stab people in other places that aren't their butts. Oh, that is good to know. I know I was further back. I... Yeah. Very talented. I mean, you know, I just stab things until I create a butt. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else you want to do on your turn? Um, I'll say I think it's really hot or acidic or something. And I'm gonna move like over here, here, I guess. Okay. Nines, it's your turn. Well, Seth, you're up next. Uh, I'm going to take two steps back away from the monster. All right, next to me. I am going to call the monster smelly and ugly. With vicious mockery. <laughs> because it is smelly and ugly. I want to hear you it say it. Move. Yeah. Hey. Monster, you have smelly and ugly. Like Dromar, but worse. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Dromar takes like a damage. Canonically, Dromar is the only person in this party who has bathed. <laughs> Never. Yeah, I mean, um, that's actually true, I think. Dromar is the only person, like, during true. roleplay that has made a point of bathing or washing his clothes. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Vicious Mockery does psychic damage, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. So... You know, against all odds, it, it can be affected by this, even if it can't like feel the insult. Um, through sheer game mechanics of D and D, you can apparently insult a non-sentient slime to death. Uh, Makes sense. What's the save on That's this? Good, keep it going. It is a fourteen wisdom save. All right. The slime is really questioning its life choices right now. What uh, am I doing down here? <laughs> Why do I smell? A lawyer. Uh, okay, it makes the save. Wow. It rolled. It rolled a nat twenty. Wow. So even though um, it seems improbable that the non-sentient black ooze isn't really affected by, that, do they take half damage if they make the save, or do they take no damage? I forget. Um. They just don't take any damage, if I remember right. Okay. No, I was right to drop out of school <laughs> and want this sewer. <laughs> Your insult doesn't have any apparent effect on the creature? Is there anything else you want to well, do on your turn? Still ugly and still smells, so I know I'm right. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. <laughs> That's the important thing. All right. Is there also, anything else you want to do? Can you do anything that's not physical damage? Yeah, it might. You might hurt yourself hitting this thing. I. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it, it might hurt my blades because it looks like it's. It's burning the ground, burning right? Ground. It is. Um, don't take too long conversing here, otherwise, I'll force the turn. I could slice pieces off of it. Um. I'm just going to run away. <laughs> I, I like the idea of running away. Um, I will go up. I go as far away in a different direction than the one we came. 
Okay. Yeah, then, possible. Uh, you, you go ahead and, if you wouldn't mind, moving nines kind of around that corner there. Like over here? Yeah. Nines is now moving down that sluiceway. And uh, Jomar, I'm what going do you to think? save my bardic inspiration for some other Shall, shall we attack it with our blades? Yeah, I I think so. Well, Seth, are your blades magical? Um, no. They yeah, are very, I'd, I'd still try hitting it. They are very fine weapons. Are they important to you? Yes, very important. <laughs> no, well, Seth <laughs> has definitely not made his weapons like a huge integral part of his character. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will yeah. attack first with Alashalar. Are you moving up and attacking it? Yes, I'm going to move up to just across, straight across, and then, no, to your right there. <sighs> Hope you don't run your swords. <laughs> I will make a quick... Do you have a... Wait, before you go, do you have different weapons? No, I have no... I have a crowbar. I could... If you <laughs> if you instead come back to me, I could... You could take my scimitar. This is a really... very long conversation. Yeah, you guys I'm, I'm, I'm using my crowbar. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking the crowbar and slap, slashing at it That's to a see good test. what yeah. effect, okay. if anything, a weapon might have against the slime. Uh, so this is an improvised weapon. Yes. You're untrained, so yes. um, you don't get to have your attack bonus on this. Yes. Just go ahead and roll uh, d20 with advantage because of fairy fire. Uh, 11. All Do you right. get to add strength or anything? Uh... You can you can add strength on this, so would that bring it up to fourteen? Fifteen. Fifteen. That does hit. So go ahead and roll one d four for damage, and then you can add your strength to it. Um, six. Okay. But what happens to the to the crowbar? As you smack this thing with, um. The, the kind of the blunt. Do, do you want to use the piercing kind of end, or you want to use the blunt end? Like, what do you want to do to attack it? I'm using the piercing end. Yeah. Okay. That I'm sets glad off you asked. An interesting, so I could clarify that. It is because that sets off an interesting um, roll here, since you're not using the kind of blunt end of this. No, I've been trying to pierce and cut. It instead now uh, becomes two. So if you wouldn't mind adding one of those little glass baubles that we have over there, right next to it. Uh, we'll leave the large mass there for now. So it's two distinct creatures now? It is now two distinct creatures. Mm. You cut it in. How's battle going over there? Uh, when it divides, does the other creature have fairy fire on it still? Um, I would assume I'm, so. It's, it's yeah, I mean, it's like mass. it's the same mass, so yeah, yeah. It, okay, it, okay, okay. it still has fairy fire on it, and you can see all this happening. It doesn't seem to be too phased by this. However, um, when you look at the crowbar, it is kind of sizzling. Something's eating away at this, and you with a little splashback here. Actually take three damage as some of this hits your exposed skin 
and is also sizzling away. You take three acid damage. Hmm. Oh, Dromar. Yeah. <laughs> it appears <laughs> that it would badly damage a weapon of yeah, any sort. Yeah, I, uh, I see that. Yes. Um, Alexis, correct me if I'm wrong, but a magical weapon wouldn't be vulnerable to that, correct? I can't tell you for sure because you guys don't know exactly what it's doing. What I can tell you is that magical weapons are immune to corrosive. most corrosive effects. Yeah, okay. I guess that's what I was asking. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I have a well, second attack, so I'm going to attack. Are they both the same size? Uh, no. One's a little bit smaller, one's a little bit larger, but... You know, you. I'm trying to add a little bit of dramatic flair here. Did Effectively, they... what happened is that it split into two, okay. but not perfectly split. So they're both smaller, though. They're both smaller than the original. We just won't change out the models. Gotcha. I, uh, with what's left of the crowbar, whack the littlest one with my second attack. Okay. Uh, I think you have to move around. You. Yeah, you'd have to move. You can stay within the hitbox of these things, so they don't. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, can you attack twice with the same weapon? As a bonus, as a bonus action with a fighter. With a fighter, mm. uh, you can make a second bonus attack. Yeah. Okay. Well, I nice. will with my strength modifier and my improvised weaponness. <coughs> oh. And you can uh, uh, roll with advantage because it has fairy fire. Well, it would have to be a major advantage. Um. Nineteen. Um, 23. And you're bludgeoning this thing? Are you bludgeoning it with, like, the blunt end of this, or are you slashing at it again with the piercing end? Um, how badly damaged is the piercing end? Is it still effective? I mean, every you kind of, like, went into it, it went mm -hmm. as you hit it, and took out a little bit of a chunk, and, like, the whole other end of I'm this. I'm going to bludgeon it this time. You're going to bludgeon it, okay. Yeah. Uh, Since I know what happens when you... Yeah. Slice Go ahead and roll for damage. The D4. Scientific method. D4. Mm -hmm. uh, six. All right. Six bludgeoning damage on the little quivering blob of putridness. As you hit it, it kind of shudders and is all. <laughs> uh, and the little gurgling noise kind of emerges from it and it quakes around. Um. Anything else you want to do? Is that it? That, that I mean, it, it, there's it, more corrosion now on this. On the crowbar. Yeah, yeah the crowbar yeah. is, I, <laughs> I dropped the crowbar okay. um, because it's, you know, burning. <clears throat> Anything else you guys want to do here? No. Yolza? Can You're I up next, Roma. Well, if I moved away, it would be a, uh -huh. yeah. You would have two attacks of opportunity on you. Mm-hmm. So you okay. don't do that? <laughs> no, okay. so don't do that. Here I am. Just like, Olsen is not provoking two attacks of opportunity. Probably by turning idea. his back on the quivering and sliced up blob of evil. Uh, Dromar will go to the larger of the two blobs. Uh, can I... Well, I guess I don't need to flank, because I already have advantage. Um... So I will go up so that I am only by the bigger one. Okay. 
Yeah, there. Thank you. Um, and Dromar will attack with his magical short sword of loyalty. And seeing what happens when you try to slice at them, he's going to use the broad side, the flat of his sword, and try to, like, bludgeon it. All right. Non-lethal damage. Yeah, we want to question it. <laughs> we want to question the blob. And um, you're using your enchanted weapon right now, yeah? Correct, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's going to be a 24. That will hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. Okay. Oh, snake eyes. Uh, so hmm. a total of seven damage. Okay. Once again, you smack the side of this. Oh, I forgot to have you take some acid damage from that. You take one acid damage from your second attack Ow. there. Uh, Dromar, oh, him. I you, you, you also take one acid damage as you smack the side of this thing and a little bit of goo splashes off of you. Um, it just kind of gurgles and... <laughs> uh, anything else I agree, it is gross. Yeah. Uh, did, it, did it do anything to my sword? It doesn't seem to have. Excellent. Um, well, unfortunately, I, unlike Ulseth, if I want a second attack, I believe it has to be with my second weapon. Um, but fortunately, I've got a couple of extra short swords, uh, so I'm going to just attack with one of them, one of the non-magical short swords. All right. And that's going to be a 17. That hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, four. Okay. Yeah, when you pull your uh, blade out, is do you kind of smack it on its top side? And uh, you take this time two acidic damage as a little bit more splashes out on you. Stop. And it kind of like bubbles. <laughs> Stop and it. And blah, blah. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> um. That'll be Dromar's turn. <laughs> and your sword, the second one, starts to like sizzle and hiss, and it it looks like it is being corroded away by this. Behave yourself, sword. And now that brings up its turn. Uh oh. Well, turns now that there are two of them. The sort of a, I guess original one is gonna. <laughs> move itself slime just a little bit closer to Dromar and sort of throws its whole body at you. Get away! Get away! <laughs> what's your uh, what's your AC? Bad touch! Uh, 17. Okay. This is not respectful distancing. As no, it, it's not. As it lurches its amorphous form at you, just bleh, you definitely dodge back and uh, it avoids that. The second one does the same thing, moves a little bit closer to Ulseth. And what is your AC? Uh, 15. Okay. It lunges at you and, and it, That is disgusting. It seems to have misjudged this a little bit. It kind of throws itself and just sort of lands in like a little bit of a puddly splash. 
at your feet. It went a little early. They're not the brightest, apparently. <laughs> Has it landed in liquid yet? They've been moving through, through various liquids. puddles. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it merged up from a sluiceway, so. Yeah. Uh, now, Soria, <laughs> it is your turn. Nines, you are okay. up next. I have a question. Uh -huh. Can I drop something as a bonus action? Um, yeah, what do you mean by, you just want to drop an item? I was going to walk over a little and sort of drop my scimitar over near Ulsa so he could use that instead of his weapon. Um. Just like pull it out and drop it on the ground. Is your scimitar like packed away? It's just in a yeah, sheath. It's a, okay. So you'd have to draw it. And drop yeah, it though, right? I'd say you'd, uh, just like if you were drawing a weapon normally, that would take a standard action, but you could certainly drop it using a bonus action if that's what you want to do. So I, I can just drop it as you, a bonus action, or I have to do a standard and bonus. If you, it depends. Uh, if you just wanted to drop it in the sheath and everything, then you could okay. do that. Uh, but it would be unsheathing, just like if you were. You know, taking out a weapon in combat that takes a standard action. I'm gonna so with this. move across over here then and try and use my thorn whip on the bigger black one. What type of damage does that deal? Piercing. Piercing. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so I pull out my little rose branch and guidance. Extend it out. This is an attack. Guidance. <laughs> Inspiration. Well, okay. Uh, that is a twenty-six. That definitely hits. Yeah, Dromar's gonna get an attack of opportunity. And it drags, well, it does it five piercing damage, and it should, according to Thorn Whip, move it 10 feet towards me. How much piercing damage did you say? Ten, uh, five. Five. Okay, and are you doing it on the one closer to Dromar, or the one closer to Ulsa? The one closer to Dromar. Okay, the one closer to Dromar, um, as you grab onto it and pull your thorn whip sort of through its mass, you actually pull out like a bunch of garbage along with it, and the th thing just sort of dissipates. It just... The, the, the yeah. bigger one? Oh, it's dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. that just sort of dissipates Good now. job, Soria! <laughs> uh, anything else you want to do on your turn? Uh, I'll take another step back. I think I have one more movement. Okay. Uh, Nines, it's your turn. Well, Seth, you're up next. Uh, so I've heard all of this commotion. I peek my head around the corner. I'll say Notice you can... that all my teammates are still trying to kill this amorphous blob. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say that you don't need to use movement. You're just kind of standing there and you're like, huh? Uh, I see that there's one left and I am going to use Vicious Mockery on it. All right. Well, even though bigger one is dead, you'll never overshadow it. It's always going to be better than you. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> what's, Your mother what's will it? never be as proud of you as the other one. <laughs> it, at, at this, um, there's a little bit of a... Go ahead and roll for damage. <laughs> I failed it, save. One damage. One second. Apparently you can insult a bunch of ooze. It doesn't do much to it, though, I guess is the uh, lesson here. Anything else you want to do with your turn? Uh, 
No. No, they seem to got us in the bag. I don't need to inspire anyone. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Seth, it's your turn, Dromar. You're Such up a next. good bard. <laughs> I only can inspire four people a day. I have to be very selective of who I inspire. <laughs> well, I have no weapons that I can use, but I I have noticed, Dromar, that if the internal objects are extracted, that it loses its life form. Can you think of any way? I do. I think of a way. <laughs> Thank you for narrating it. <laughs> I suddenly have an insight. I take, I take my rope. Will Seth is like, I don't know, the, the fight scenes with Will Seth is just like, let me tell you about my internal monologue. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> I take just hit the thing, <laughs> I take my rope and attempt to loop it over the top of it okay. and pull through it. Okay. Um, I'm trying to reason out like what I want you to roll there. Let, let's do let's do an attack roll. You can roll with advantage. It's still um, fairy fired. Yeah. It's still fairy fired. Uh, because of the nature of what you're trying to do, I'm I'm not gonna have you add any modifiers, good or bad, mm -hmm. to it. You're just trying to do this thing and basically like crappy lasso it. <laughs> I'm wondering if the rope survives this. We'll find out. We'll, you'll find out. So go ahead yeah. and make might a roll. have to buy more rope. The next room, there's like a. A witch who's like, bring me 120 feet of rope. <laughs> right. I've got 100 feet of rope. I more meant, like, not is it going to survive the entire encounter? Like, will it make it enough through that it'll be able to uh, pull the we'll, stuff out? We'll find out. You'll find out. Yeah. yeah. 19. You managed to get the rope kind of on the other side of it. It's now, it came to rest on top and it's moving into it, and you can see that it's being eaten away. Um, it fairly quickly, but there's still rope there. And if you want to use your bonus action to make the attack to like pull it through, is what you're That's what I was attempting to okay. do, is pull it through. We'll call that uh, the bonus action attack here to pull this rope back through. Uh, go ahead and make another attack roll uh, with advantage. It's still fairy fired. Um, well, they're both the same. How weird. 14. Okay, you managed to pull this thing through and uh, I, I'm i gonna say roll a d4 for damage and you can add your strength to this one. I'm attempting to snag stuff from the inside, you know, pull it out. Yeah, uh, I get the idea of what you're doing. Um, strength added? Oh, eight. Okay. Oh, you rolled really well on that one. Yeah. As you, Improvise. As you pull this <laughs> rope through, it's a little bit of a tough struggle. And you manage to pull this rope through. As you do, it pulls a bunch of gooey, messy stuff out from the middle of it. 
And Drummar, I have succeeded in snagging some of its sludgy things. <laughs> oh, good job, Wilson. It's probably not a great idea that you're talking and opening your mouth while you're pulling all this goo towards you, but whatever. Uh, thank you for the hygiene lesson, Dromar. You take, I will keep that in mind. You take one acid damage from this maneuver and pulling some back on you, but it pulls enough of this crap out that when you are finished, it just sort of dissipates and oozes out over the floor, not forming anything new. The fairy fire effect dissipates and this pile of refuse and just the worst smelling stuff ever remains and is slowly being washed away in the sluice. And your rope now now we know it's why the lake is so two great. Two pieces of, of yeah. rope. It has lost this, and you now have uh, two twenty because it was a fifty-foot rope, right? You now have two twenty-two-foot segments of rope with frayed ends. With uh, frayed ends, yeah. Um, are we out of combat? You are out of combat now. I would like. Omar, that seems to have succeeded, despite. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, I'm, I'm like not sure why you're suddenly narrating all your actions over. to Jomar, but because you are there. Funny? I'd like to immediately go over and just not touching anything, but look through all this detritus that was in it and see if there's anything in like pristine condition. Because if it had I'll, something uh, magic in it, then I'll assist you. I'll poke through with my magic weapon since that seems to be immune. Okay. Um, because if there's something magic inside of it, it wouldn't have corroded like everything else. Yeah. Go ahead and make investigation check in this. And guidance. Does she get advantage because I'm assisting her? Sure, you can roll with advantage. Natural 20 plus 4 and 3. Nice. 27 total. Nice. Uh, you don't find any you don't find any items that haven't been damaged in here there's no, no like magical swords or pendants or anything like uh -huh. that but there is a little bit of gold that you find and the gold seems to be immune to this particular corrosive effect i'll point it out to Dromar so you so, can scrape them out um, i will do so you you find five gold Fucking five gold evenly of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for perspective, someone once did the math on this, and a copper is about three bucks. Three dollars is about what a copper is worth. So that puts a gold at three hundred dollars. And five oh, no, I didn't mean I'm unhappy oh. about the amount. I'm unhappy that it's not divisible by four. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you know, uh, dims the brakes. Dormar will make change. <laughs> you guys can figure that out uh, whenever you feel like. That seems to have dissipated the ooze, and like I said, you're out of combat. So where would you like to so, go now? How are you two feeling? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm about a 10 out of 13. Um, <laughs> well, all, all right, three I've got those three good berries. The others, other than sorry, I've taken some damage in this dungeon so far. Also, everybody take a total of one gold and, uh, Two silver, Two silver and five copper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Well done. Well divided. All right. 
Um, do we want to go the way Nines is hiding, or do we want to go the other way? Um... Which would be back in north. Yeah, I guess let's go the way Nines is hiding. I'm gonna eat my three good berries while... while yeah, you might as well use them. Yeah. Also, how much damage you take again? In numbaric terms? <laughs> Roughly speaking, I am at two-thirds of what I was before I began. <laughs> All I gotta say is that was not a sewer beaver. <laughs> no! Unless sewer beavers are uh, really weird. <laughs> and gooey. Which direction did you say you guys wanted to go? The way Nines was hiding okay. down in the um, southwest. I'm going to do second wind. All right. Because damage. Um, okay, I get four back. All right. So you head out that other entrance here? Yeah, right. the southwest corner. Okay. Same like I narrated order. before, there's yeah, a fairly region. quick bend down to the south now. You follow this sluice way, making your way southward. And then it bends back westward after several hundred yards of traveling. You travel uh, about half the distance now again, and it bends once more back southward and empties quickly into a T-junction of Sluiceway. You can continue southward, or you can make a turn and go westward. You do hear from the south um, some sort of kind of dripping noises and a little bit of an echo that gives you this sign that there's a fairly close by uh, open area, like a room or something. Well, It if, just sounds a little different over there. If I'm drawing my map right, the southwards way might come out to the other side of that first barred area that we went to. Oh, okay. Well, why don't we try that then? Yes. So you're heading down the Have southern we... path? Yeah. Have okay. we seen any ladders at so far? Because I know they gave us a, nope. a number for a ladder, so we haven't seen any. Okay. No, you haven't seen any to this point. Okay. As you uh, enter this room, which is just around a corner, probably about 10 yards around the corner there. Going south from the T-Junction. Going south, it turns quickly, banking back east now. And there's a large platform. This, unlike the other side of the bars, which as you move further into this room, you can see, you recognize the other area. You can kind of see the chipped away bits and you pay close enough attention, you'd even be able to find Ulseth's attempt at uh, breaking through. This platform is a, a little bit different. The entirety of the platform has a series of smaller looking like less sturdy bars and some um kind of woven metal like fencing uh, think of it as something similar to a chain link fence not quite a like a chain link but similar to it in its effect and this is somewhere this is like in the room yeah it's on the southern side of the room so as you enter this it would be on your right side and this platform 
I thought we were coming in from the north. I'm confused. Yeah, you are coming in from the north. Okay. Down, and then as you enter this room, because it banks back towards the east, this uh, platform would be on your right side. Okay. And it's on the south side of this room. Okay. Make sense? And this is this room we were in before, but it's like been divided in half with these bars. The other room was more of a chipped away, gnarled up area. Of the tunnel. Of the tunnel. Okay. And there were just bars blocking this room that, this room that you're Got it. now seeing. Behind these fenced areas, uh, there's a whole bunch of piping and concrete, like preformed concrete pieces kind of stacked on each other. And there's a clear gate that has a padlock over it. It looks like, and just kind of a quick summary, this is probably some sort of large equipment supply. So replacement pieces for some concrete tiles, um, piping and tubing and stuff like that. This looks to be very utilitarian. Uh, Dromar is going to go up to it and check for traps. All right, go ahead and make make an investigation check. Is there any particular area you want to look for traps in? Um, I I, ba- I want to check the lock, uh, check the like frame of the door, mm-hmm. the hinges, see if there's anything. I, I'm gonna try to lockpick it and get into it. So I just want to make sure like there's nothing that would be set off by me trying to do so. Maintenance people sure. regularly set like fire jets and stuff around there. I mean, sheds. you obviously have hung out with maintenance people because they definitely <laughs> do that. Yeah. Um, what, what did you roll? Uh, I rolled a 19. Okay. You make a pretty thorough examination of the fenced off area and the lock and things. There's nothing to give you any sign that they are in any way trapped. You you sense that this is just to kind of keep whatever's down here mostly out from this area and make it slightly harder if someone wanted to pilfer these materials. Oh, so the lock is on the fenced-in area? It's yeah, So we can so, see everything that's inside of it? Yeah, sorry if I didn't explain that clearly. You can see right through oh, the fence okay. and you see all these things. Um, like I said, it's like chain link, and there's kind of a, a dual doored gate with a padlock over a, just like a small length of chain that's holding the two of them together. Pretty simple stuff. I imagine what it could oh, do okay. if, some of the, if they have some of those fire bars in there, though. Yeah, I'll still take a lock. That's a good idea, sorry. I'll give you guys uh, I'm gonna, Thank you. I'm going to uh, attempt to pick the lock, and that's cocked. Uh, that is very terrible. Um, let's roll the guidance, see if that helps. <laughs> it has to help, at least a little. I mean, yes, it does. It's gonna do help. something. Uh, so this, so lock picking is proficiency plus dexterity. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. Uh, sixteen altogether. Okay. I got a four on the guidance, so that helped. You you manage to pick the padlock pretty easily. It's hardly difficult for you. Having a lot of experience in breaking into places, this lock is simplistic. It opens up and you just let it hang on the chain and open the doors. And I'm guessing you 
then go inside this kind of caged off area. Yes. Okay. When you go in there, you find kind of more of what you could see at a cursory glance through the fencing. There's, you know, concrete piping and slabs and a lot of preformed structures here that could all, you notice, fit through this gated area and through the sluiceways and piping that you've been through. It just seems to be a lot of utilitarian kind of mm, pieces. No enchanted fire bars. Uh, not done that Dromar can see. I mean, there's ba- there's plenty of bars. There's like a whole rack of replacement steel Dromar bars. Dromar but... will uh, say to Nines, Hey Nines, you want to come touch each one of these bars? See if any of them are enchanted? I no. could also, I'll, I'll go up and look at them and see if I can notice any sort of enchantment, like could, runes could or Could you anything. just do like a Professor X, like... <laughs> no, I was adjusting my earpiece. <laughs> oh, okay. But now oh, I'm doing it. I'm using my, my our knowledge and arcana to look for enchantments on any of these bars. You're using Cerebro to find yeah. other enchanted bars. <laughs> I am I'm the only one here. With the, I'm Professor Zoria, not Xavier. <laughs> Professor Zoria. You are Maggie. Um, you... I know I'm Maggie right now. But... So you're making an arcana check? She briefly shape changes into... Just bald um... Maggie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and make a arcana check. With guidance. With guidance. This is me casting guidance. Guidance. Oh no. Uh, 10 total. Oh no. Uh, Nothing. Everything here looks very mundane. Now, you you don't see anything that would be enchanted. We can't make you a giant flaming bat. Just to make sure, Dromar's gonna just like wipe his hand along, touching each of the bars. (laughs) Okay. To accomplish that, you kind of go to the end of because they're held out on these racks. They kind of stick out mm. from the wall and they're all piled up on top of each other. So you go to the end and you're feeling just the ends of these bars and kind of running your hand over the the end of all of them. Uh, other than getting a bunch of rusty bits all over your hands, you, you don't have any ill effect. You don't see any of them as being enchanted with fire, so. Okay. I like how we're purposely going out of our way to try to hurt ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, usually the players are thinking very conspiratorially about what the DM is trying to kill them with, whereas I, I've laid out a perfectly normal room, and you guys are actively trying to kill yourselves with it. This is... <laughs> Dromar is Dromar. going to take one of the uh, bars out and just start hitting himself. On the <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't okay. really do that. No. Yeah, the only way to go. Before you leave, <laughs> Why did the DM do this to me? Wilseth asks, Jomar? Yes, Wilseth? Did you happen to find perhaps a crowbar or rope in the storage area? Uh, Did I perhaps find a crowbar or rope in the storage area? Well, uh... I'll roll for it. I am looking for replacement parts. You could use a giant metal bar. Um, yeah, actually, you, you you don't find a new rope, but you do find a new crowbar. 
it's a is pretty there nice perhaps one. A short sword in there. <laughs> there is not a short sword. A short, short, short sword of trust, perhaps. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, there's uh, there's a crowbar. Here you go, little Seth, and I will oh, bring him out the. Crowbar. The short sword of trust. You just this hold one, it to the person's back and say, "Fall." <laughs> one, <laughs> one never knows when one may need a crowbar. Cool, Seth. Since um, since you've used these in combat. I will make the ruling here. Now, this one is a little bit larger. It's one of those larger crowbars. Oh, large. Okay. And it, it's not like the kind of two foot long kind of mm -hmm. segments. This is like a three and a half foot long segment. So this is one of those big crowbars you get a lot of leverage with. This and is a combat crowbar. <laughs> and this can... Warriors. So if you decide to use this in combat, this can deal 1d6 damage. Ooh. This actually has uh, spikes um, on it. It's, it is it has a, a flamethrower on it. It's a half-life special. <laughs> it's a half-life special, sure. You, you you don't have any training with this, so it's still an improvised weapon, but it deals slightly more than the smaller ones. And a little one. We'll, we'll call... This, this is your time, uh, so. raven. This bar. is a mighty fine crowbar. Thank you, Dromar. Right. Oh, you're quite welcome. So, from my understanding, the only, there's no other way out. We'd have to backtrack and... Yeah, okay. in this room, there is no other way out. You have to go back to that T-junction to go to any other place. Has Ulseth run out of chalk? Or is he still fine? I have two more That's pieces of chalk. that, too. <laughs> in, in creating his character, he was fairly precise about, I want to carry a lot of chalk. So... He does. Yeah, have I used up my first former teacher? <laughs> I, I'll say that you've been fairly conservative instead of like just dragging it along. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> what, what I'm envisioning making there, all I'm so of the memory, making all of the memories sad yeah, as I go. I'm, I'm picturing <laughs> sadness in inside yeah. out. You're you're just kind of marking, yes. making a little arrow about every fifteen I make feet discreet. or so. Yeah. Four and a half inch long marks. You've used about half of one That's of your pieces at this point. Yeah. You're, you're not, in fact, you're we're, not sad we're going through this sewer very slowly because each time Ulsa is taking out a 60, ruler. 60, <laughs> <he's> like, 65 <laughs> centimeters. Yeah, he, right. he has a stencil that he prepared. It's fine. Okay. So, so he did draw like him trying to pry open the bar. Did he in the other room draw us fighting monsters and like my hands on fire? <laughs> He drew a little sad face with ears next to the barn. A little crowbar with, yeah. uh, with a gravestone. With a, with a hand with little flames on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go west down this T-junction then? Or do we want to backtrack a ways? Oh, uh, yeah, let's go west. Okay. Okay. From the T-junction, you travel another, like, probably about 300 yards. And you find yourself in yet one more T-junction. You can continue westward. It goes beyond your visibility, so you can't see what's down there. It just seems it kind of fades into blackness. You can also go northward. From the northern passage, you hear the distinct sounds of rapidly rushing water coming from the northern pathway. Let's keep going west. Okay. <laughs> okay. You right. travel 50 or yard, 50 or so yards down the western pathway, and you run into another set of bars, like you've seen before. People must really like to drink down here. There's all these bars. 
They're always in sets too. There's never just like one bar. It's always like a whole bunch of bars. Drama, <laughs> you realize people just don't drink metal bars, correct? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is news to me. All of these bars are the same as the other impenetrable. We can't get through these bars. We might as well just turn around and go the other way bars. At a cursory glance. <laughs> right. Yes, but now we have a much better crowbar. Nine to touch these bars. No. Jomar uh, will, like, just sort of accidentally push nines into the bars. <laughs> um, I'm saying far away from the bars. I don't know how he's going to accidentally push me into that. <laughs> As he so, attempts to do that, he discovers that Nines is not actually there. <laughs> and it was just an illusion of Nines. And in he his falls mind. into the bars. <laughs> so, are we heading north then? Sure. Okay. <laughs> These Onward bars are going to tear our party apart. <laughs> I'll head northward. Okay. You enter into... The largest room that you've seen to your left as you enter, which is the west side of this room, there's the entire, almost the entire length of the room from the southern to northern end of it is grating and water is rushing down over and behind that grating is a wall. So that's the end of that room. And there's a lot of water throwing through this like quadruple wide sluiceway. Yeah, that's in this room. So this is a very large area handling a lot of water and there's piles of rubbish forming up around this uh, grating structure. So it's catching all the twigs and leaves and pieces of paper and parchment and stuff that seems to wash down from the streets. You hear the sound, although you cannot see its source of rushing water off eastward down the room where it fades into some blackness going beyond your uh, field of vision, and you see the water um, sort of slowing down a little bit. It's running faster the more eastward that you go towards that sound of rushing water. But it slows down a little bit, and you can see it's flowing more evenly the closer it gets to where you're standing. That grating is only about 10 yards to your left as you enter. And that's what you can see right now. This room is very grating and filled with rubbish. Is this your home? <laughs> I, I'm gonna hit him back with a no you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's check out this room a little. Check out the room. Can we go across? Is there any platform or is it all? From your uh, visibility range, you can't see the other side of the room very clearly. You can just barely make out kind of the far wall straight ahead of you as you enter. So this room is quite wide. Mm-hmm. How deep is the water? Can we cross through it? You're standing because we know that only yeah. a few inches of rushing water is enough to. No, it really is. Yeah. It can. I think what is it? Six inches can move a whole car. Yeah. Be aware yeah. of that, yeah. those of you who are watching. Do so, not actually see that through rushing, rushing water. So you're standing yeah. in uh, the sluiceway that you came in, and the water is sort of 
rushing in towards this area from where you're standing, you don't know how deep that other channel is, that larger quadruple wide channel. Um, can I, where exactly is the grating in relation to us and in relation to the channel? The grating is right at the end of the channel. It's to your left, which is the west side of the room. It runs the length north to south of this room with only like six inches on uh, one side that you can see room between it and the wall. And it, it basically runs that whole length and it's about, you know, 10 yards to your left. And that's just where the water is passing through, basically. The water is like cascading over and down through the grating. And there's a bunch of rubbish that's sort of piling up on the top of the grating. Imagine okay. um, this is like a giant sieve. Yeah, it's yeah. catching everything, like all the large debris and allowing the water to continue downward. Um. Oh, I try well, and go across. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Should we? Uh, I can. I can hook up the rope so we can try to go across one at a time, and we can use my climbing kit and sort of rig it up so we how, don't get swept along. How far wide did you say this was? I'm sorry. The whole room is the, it? the sluice. Sorry. The sluice leaves about five feet of a walkway on either side of it. And it's about- Oh, there's a walkway. There's a little walkway on either side of it, not over the sluice in anything that you can see. So there's not like a walkway over the sluice, but there's a little channel of walkable area on each side. Um, you can see it just to your left and right. And then uh, you can just get the hint of it on the far side of the room, because the room's about 60 feet wide from its northern to southern end here. So the sluice is like 40 feet? Yeah, it's like a 40 foot wide sluice way. There's a ton of water flowing through this. Well, let's go along the walkway on this side and just see what we can see in um, the rest of this room, maybe. Also, actually not also Nines, why don't you make an insight check on this? Ooh, I like insight checks. Wait, no. Yes, yes I do, okay. <laughs> yeah, you got to wisdom, not intelligence. <laughs> Uh, I got a six because I can't roll today. But I cast guidance. Oh, in that case, yeah. I have a seven. <laughs> yeah. An eight. All right. It doesn't. It, nines, you kind of get the idea that maybe you are. Because you, unfortunately, your life kind of living out in the streets for a while now, you sort of pay attention to water flow to find a nice place to rest before you met up with this group. You get the idea that this might be one of the main drainage areas of a city. This might be where a whole bunch of storm drains on a major thoroughfare are collecting. And this is it's like handling channel underneath the ground. So you you think you might be somewhere towards um, one of the major causeways of the city above. I relay that information, even though no one asked. <laughs> maybe there's like, cool. maybe people <laughs> dropped like some cool stuff and it got washed down here. So we could check. Yes, Dromar should go in there and find out. How, how long were the steel rods that we saw back in the storeroom? The steel oh, just bars. Uh, so like, basically what you're asking is, um, 
how how long were all of these potential replacements for the steel bars that have been blocking your way repeatedly? How long is the longest one there? They were all about 10 foot lengths. Oh, really? They're that long? Yeah, they're a fairly long piece of bar. Hmm. The, I mean, the tunnels themselves are eight foot from, hmm. uh, you know, floor to ceiling. Do we think and that... And Seth, you just kind of barely have been fitting down a lot of these channels here. I'm not saying anything about... Gee, as I have been walking along these tunnels, I have almost hit my head several times against the ceiling. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely Jomar, wouldn't even bring it up. Do you want to check Jomar. all that detritus and see if there's anything like magic or I, expensive? And... I'm going to go back and get one of the, the longest bar there. Maybe there's one that's maybe 15 feet long. They're all pretty uniform. You okay. you only saw the one rack. And is there anything else in there that's like a a bar like that? I mean, they they're basically all the same iron bars. What are you what are you trying to accomplish? <clears throat> well, he's gonna go pole vaulting. Exactly. Why don't we just walk along the pathway to our left and go across the drain where the water is gonna be going down, and it won't like carry us that far. And just go up and around. Well, as the water's going out, does it go out through another fence or, or anything, or is it? Just I thought it was going to a grate where I was dropping lower. Yeah, it hits this grate, and then it just like it's open beneath that grate. As far as you can tell, it seems to just fall down. So Cohen, we just walk along the grate along oh, the outside okay, edge. I didn't catch that. So it doesn't flow out of the room; it flows down. Down, yeah. That grating it allows the water to. Mm go down through it. So like oh, I said, well, it's like yeah. a sieve. It's catching all of the stuff, like the yeah. large debris, and then allows the water to continue, you know, less impeded like, down. Okay. Like the drain room and we yeah, saw I'll before. Go, I'll do what Soria wanted, the, yeah. and I'll go up and investigate the grate and see if there's anything interesting there. With guidance. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, twenty-five. You, you're sort of like looking through the the muck on the edge. Are you like going out on the grate at all, or are you staying on the edge of it? Yeah, no, okay. I'll go out on it. If I, I, I'll like test it first to make sure I don't think it's gonna like collapse oh. or anything. The grate has a little bit of a give to it, but not not a lot. It bows underneath you a little bit as you walk, but you don't get the sense that it'd be dangerous. It is a little slippery. The bars that make this grating are slimy from all the water and stuff running over it, and it's a little bit of a trick to walk on. Good and you're thing I'm wearing my climbing shoes. <laughs> so you're digging around in this stuff, and lo and behold, you find Something that I'll tell you about when we get back from break. Oh, uh, mm, a snack. You find a snack. Well done. Uh, so we're going to take a few minute break, everybody. We will be back in just a bit. Get yourself something to drink. Use the bathroom. Take your dog out to pee. That's what I'm going to do. And oh, we'll, we'll, see <laughs> we'll see you in just a moment. Thanks.
And we're back, everybody. So when we left off, they were the group was in a very large, fast-moving area of water, and Dromar was uh, poking around in the refuse over a drainage grate, and you had just found something. Mm. In, I found something! In moving moving some stuff around. Oh, great! Evidence! Dromar, what is it? You see a little... It's, it's awful ways. You haven't, like, touched it. You're not quite near it. It's about 10 feet off from you yet, but you see a little glint of something that looks like gold. I will go up to it and... Gimme, 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 gimme! And, uh, look at it <laughs> closely before I pick it up. Okay. Um, make a... Uh, make a dexterity check. I think I did okay. give you guidance on your way out. I don't know if you used it or not, but... Did you use I... it for your investigation? Maybe? I don't remember. Long distance guidance. <laughs> if I remember correctly, you did use it on your investigation check. Okay. okay. I, I seem good. to remember you doing that. Mm -hmm. That That's probable. I think yeah. it doubled your score. Uh, well, that was a net one. <laughs> oh, no. Hmm. That is unfortunate. Down to the sea. Do I get advantage because like, I'm wearing my climbing shoes? <laughs> you do not get advantage for your climbing shoes on this. You're trying to grab this object. That's what you were making the no, dexterity. No, no, no. I said I was, uh, yeah. I was looking look at, at it. Closely going over oh, yeah. I touched okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did specifically so, say no, that. No, you're investigating right. investigation mm -hmm. check. That's right. All right. Dromar doesn't so touch get... anything. He has nines touch okay. things for you. So don't worry about that yeah. dexterity roll here. Okay. Um, that natural one doesn't exist. Um, I, I stand corrected. You did say that you were going to look at it. Good lying on your natural um, ones when they don't matter <laughs> and saving all your natural ones <laughs> when they do. Mm -hmm. So you... Using the kidneys. <laughs> You get closer to this object, and it appears to be a gold necklace of some sort. You you see a fragment of it, not all of it, but the little bit that you do see is the backing to uh, kind of a some dangling element. It's it's just the backing of it, so you can't see the whole thing. There's a lot of rubbish covering it. It's that um, diamond necklace from Titanic. I'm gonna take my <laughs> magical That's where it's sword, ended up. Yeah. and I'm gonna try to fish it out, like poking the sword through the chain part of the necklace or whatever the neck part is made out of, and and try to pick it up that way. So you're poking the rubbish with your sword. Yeah, I'm trying to like poke through the rubbish to get okay. the the necklace out of there. Sure. So reach for the dangly bits. Now roll a dexterity check okay. with this. If he gets a 20, we know. I did actually no, get a 20. No, no, no. I did actually get a 20. We're going to have to get the camera over your dice tray. Yeah, we the talked about it. The chat is going to be no. filled with conspiracy theories about you now. Uh, uh, what what, what, just what just looking theories? At what, what to, okay, you're trying to I get now. Now 20. I did specifically say before you had me roll the last one that I wasn't touching it. I yes. was just looking at it. These dice come from uh -huh. the Thieves Guild. Mm. Yes, yeah. obviously. Are these the same uh, dice that you got from, from Geekified? Yeah, these are the same. This is the same die. So everybody. The same D20. Yeah, dice from Geekified. They come loaded. 
Roll twenties when you need them to, and ones when it doesn't matter. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it was a nat twenty plus saving throw, or no? This is a check. Okay. You rolled a nat twenty on this. You succeed. Sounds so. No, sounds you, suspicious. You managed to. <laughs> Well, I can't see the tray, so I can't really find it. You managed to fish out this necklace, kind of balancing uh, what turns out to be a gemstone that is set into a sort of locket piece on the sword, and the chain just barely manages to hang on because it's loose. It fell off somebody's neck. The chain mm. is broken. and But you do manage to get the whole piece back, and you now have a... Um, Golden necklace with a nice jewel set into what it. What color jewel? At first glance, it appears to be um, a small but nice, very nice looking ruby. Mm. Is that magical? I, no, I, no, I, no, I no. wouldn't know, but I actually was going to roll an arcana check to see before I touch it with my hand to see if it like. Oh, wow, you don't just want to grab random objects? <laughs> <laughs> like something that bad might happen? <laughs> that yes. Maybe you have a glow about them or something? So, uh, I rolled a uh, 11 on my Arcana check. Okay. You don't... You don't see anything within, uh, within the necklace or with the jewel or anything else about this piece. It gives you any idea it is magical. It seems to simply be a very nice gold necklace with a jewel pendant. And you probably know how much okay. that's worth, right? Uh, I probably have a pretty good idea how much it's worth. You know that this is... Uh, I mean, you're in the sewers in fairly poor light. You can't make a very good appraisal of yeah. it, but you have a feeling that this is worth at least a few hundred gold just based on mm. the materials. there's It's a gold necklace with a jewel in it. That's gonna be a little bit of value to it. Very nice, very nice. Is there like, a, <laughs> is there like a conversion chart on the back of your Thieves Guild card? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Dromar will put it uh, securely into one of his pouches. Mm. And uh, uh, was that, did I search through all of the rubbish there? Is there more to search through? From the great, here, like you've searched pretty thoroughly through this rubbish. Okay, um, Jomar. That... Yeah, that was beautiful. It is a truly top pocket find. I knew that was oh, coming. Yes. I I agree. Uh, well, you know, we'll see about selling it when we get back to town. Um, that is a joke for the viewers of the History Channel. So our over seventy demographic. Uh -huh. <laughs> so. Um, so I guess we'll just keep walking, right? That's what we were doing before. We were just, I was searching this and then we were going to walk across We were going to walk around and like so, try and get a gauge on the full size yeah, of this room. So I will continue so, walking. Can I Can I ask this? We came in from the uh -huh. south. Yep. And if we look to our left, there's this Great. grate that goes the entire thing of the room. Yep. Through which filthy water is pouring. Yes. And that's and, what I'm standing on. But if on we right go now. to yep. our right, all that filthy, all that now cleaned water falls into the hole. I think the water is coming from our right to the grate. Yes. To the, the left. The water's rushing down from your right as you entered. Oh, I had it. Down backwards. the channel and falling into this grating. 
presumably to a okay. lower. Okay, so the grating area. isn't a wall and the it's water's the rushing through it. The grate's no. on the floor. The, the grate's yeah. on the floor. Yes. Got it. Thank you for that. Yeah. I had it. No, very much. I mean, if, as a reminder to everybody, if there's ever anything that I'm describing that you're like, okay, I want to double check that. Uh, please ask, because I will never be able to describe something perfectly the first time. So please ask for any clarifications you want. Get it so, together. So we should be able to <laughs> walk. Is there is there space between the grate and the far left wall? No, we. There's like about oh. around the edges of the grate on mm -hmm. all sides of it. Save for the side that's exposed to all the running water rushing up. That's about six inches oh, of. Okay, so we have to like, walk on hard. the grate. You'd have it. to walk on the grate. You could probably have a foot on the more solid element, but effectively mm -hmm. have would, to walk uh, on the grate. I would recommend that we walk across the grate one at a time, because as you can see, I'm successfully walking on it, but it does have a little bit of give to it, so I wouldn't put too much weight on it at once. So why don't you wait until I get across, and then whoever wants to go next can come on over. You do that, and if something eats you on the other side, let us know. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely do that, Olsa. Thank you for the vote of confidence. <laughs> um, you are welcome. <laughs> Dromar will continue his way across the grate to the other side. Okay. And All hopefully right. not get eaten by something. I think we'll all take our time and go around the grate to the other side. Olseth weighing like three times more than anybody else does, very, very carefully edges along the wall side of the grate, trying to keep as much weight as possible on the six inches of uh, solid and as little as possible on the grate. Okay. For Nines and Soria, you follow a similar path to Dromar. The grating gives a little bit more under each of you, being heavier than Dromar, and... Uh, you know, you see a little bit more balling. Well, yeah, I'll turn into a cobalt just to walk across and then change back. <laughs> no. I mean, you can. I, a large you can, you can do that. You change, I, for you... so, somehow, I do actually adjust my weight. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. it, it's changeling nonsense. That's how, <laughs> that's how it's the throwaway changeling stuff changes your weight somehow. Hmm? They, they have the ability to actually change their mass. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. I give Changelings off. are non-Newtonian. <laughs> whenever, <laughs> whenever I shapeshift, the mass change comes off as heat energy and just shoots a fire wave around me. <laughs> oh, but I'm also, sorry. So entire when you planet, add just... mass, it like flash freezes, freezes everything. everything. <laughs> but when I drop mass, it yeah. comes out in a flame. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's just the thing we did. <laughs> so, so now that we've explained the physics, <laughs> now that we've explained the mm -hmm. physics behind uh, changelings, you two managed That's to cross the most powerful race in the uh, game. <laughs> exactly. Well, Seth, since you're attempting something um, a little careful. bit, a little bit more careful and slightly more challenging than the other two, uh, I want you to make an athletics check. Guidance. Do you need to be inspired? Yes. Um, 14. You make a couple of stumbles as you cross this. And for a moment, you kind of go down on one knee as you get a little slippery footing. But you make and it across OK. beneath you and you fall to your death. You make it across OK. And all the, the grating seems to have <laughs> held your weight. 
Um, <laughs> and considering like the volume of crap that's on top of this grating, <laughs> you know, it's not too surprising that it would be able to hold you up without too much trouble. Because it is holding up already probably <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of pounds of just trash from the surface being washed mm-hmm. down here. So you're okay. You stumble a little bit, but you make it across just fine. And when- thank you for not saying anything about hundreds of pounds of trash. Once you're on the other side, hundreds of pounds. Once you're on the other side, you see that uh, the, the architecture is mirrored over here. There's about a five foot uh, safe walking way mm-hmm. between the wall and the sluice way on this side. And you can kind of inch your way down. And you also now see that there is. Uh, a pathway, a sluiceway on the north side if you continue down that wall probably about 15 yards, 20 yards down from where you're standing right now so the room is sort of a backwards L the the room is sort of a backwards L what you what you're making (laughs) up here and this, this sluiceway is small this is a smaller one, it's only about like Eight, maybe ten feet wide. That's one of the channels you're kind of used to, and there's wall that continues on it. I would like to do a perception check and see if I see Waluigi anywhere around. <laughs> you don't. You don't see Waluigi. You don't know what I rolled. <laughs> I know that there's not a Waluigi here. So if we think go that down, if was a one though. If we continue what down about, that path, does what it about come with to an eleven? Is there a Waluigi? <laughs> Have we seen any doors going down this way? Any doors? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if there's been any way out other than the way we came. Yeah, so that like little channel that I described that's about five foot. No, I'm sorry, like eight to ten foot. Mm -hmm. That's a way out. That continues northward. It's about 15 yards down from you. So it's a little offset from the way that you came in. It's offset more towards the east side of the room, and it goes um, up to the north. And the wall continues beyond that still. Okay. You can't, you still can't make out, it's too far away, the source of all this rushing water. You can hear it, you just can't see it. So we either have to go back the way we came or we turn north and or go keep up going down this room. Yeah, you can keep going down this larger room. Okay, that keeps going. Why don't we check out this room fully before we move on? Sounds good. Execute. Execute. Okay. Make it so. So, you cross over the smaller, eight-ish feet wide sluiceway and continue down the five-foot wide pathway. Yeah, you get, I'd say, about 30, 40 yards down this way. And then the source of all of this gushing, rushing water is made visible. There's a huge pipe that sits about... Mm, two feet above the ground and it's just it comes straight down from the ceiling and sits about two feet above the sluiceway surface and there's just water pouring out of this thing creating um, these swirling water vortices around it and it, it's just this bubbling gushing mess Nine's point taking up the whole there. corner of this room and as you get closer you see that this sort of grating and structure and everything, it's mirrored. So you round the corner and the room continues northward 
and kind of a mirror of what you had been already uh, traversing. Are there, is that the, so there's the only the one door out? There's the, you think there might be a channel on the east side of the room near that grating, similar to how where you originally entered this room from. Okay, so it's like mirrored. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I say mirrored, I do mean this is very much mirrored from the other side. Oh, I see. So this giant pipe is like splitting, coming down, and water goes both ways. And water goes both ways. Yeah. Yep. Do we want to check the other grate for cool necklaces? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, I will go. Thank you. Thank you. I will uh, <laughs> test test the other grate to make sure that it's uh, not going to collapse. And assuming I don't think it will, then I will go out onto it and start searching that grate. Okay. Um, as you step foot out there, make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Saving throw. Can I use my guidance on saving throws? No. No. It's not nope. ability check. Ability checks, not saves. Okay. Then it is a 10. Well, in that case, uh, you you match it, so you succeed. You are uh-huh. at the threshold. Um, You start to feel this sort of sucking sensation on your foot, and you pull your leg away and kind of jump back about half a foot real quick as little globules that don't look entirely dissimilar to what you saw earlier, but smaller. They start to form and pool together and it's another who's monster. Get it. (laughs) I have a crowbar. Uh, (laughs) I will swat at it with my uh, with my uh, short sort of loyalty. Okay. As you take a swing, these goo monsters have now, as far as you can tell, fully formed. They're about the size of a dog each. So smaller and not nearly as massive as the other, which was about six by six feet. It was a big old mess. <laughs> and we will be heading back into combat here. So go ahead and roll for initiative. Now, technically speaking, initiative is an ability check, so you can use that guidance. And uh, okay. if you wouldn't mind placing yeah. Dromar uh, on kind of the far edge towards you. Right there? Yeah. And then you guys on the... We're like... Yeah, kind of, kind of back somewhere. there. And there are several little glass beads, which are going to be our globules. And place them... How many? four of them total and place them around uh, one near Dromar and the other three kind of dotting the sluice way farthest from you. Almost working. There we go. Just in the sluice way randomly. And then I need initiative results starting with Dromar first place. 16, and I did use the guidance. Okay. Nines? 17. Bullseth? 10. 
And Surya, when you uh, are natural, or not natural, uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Surya, you are up first. Nines, you're on deck. That's, that is the layout here, so go ahead. Um, okay, they're way too spread out. I should have I should have clumped them all together into a 20-foot cube, but I didn't. <laughs> way to go. But I will... And I, I don't know if I want to spend my other spell slot here, so I'm going to just stay where I am for now and use Thorn Whip pulling out my rose branch and whipping it around towards the one next to Dromar okay. to yank it away from him. All right, what number is that one? Number uh -huh. two. Number two, thank you. All right, what is your attack roll on that? Uh, 21. That will hit, so go ahead and roll for damage. And this is piercing. I don't know if it matters, but it did on the last one. Oh, one damage. But it is yanked 10 feet towards me. All right, how much damage did you say? One. One. You managed to sort of get just the top of this thing with your thorn whip and pull it back towards you. This does give Dromar, uh, ink an attack of opportunity because it will leave your uh, hitbox. Nice. Um, that's going to be a 19. That hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. Do I... Since it's also engaged with Soria, do I get sneak attack? I'm not melee engaged. Yeah, you're not. She's not melee oh, okay. engaged. Even though you're, you've got the the whip. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. not flanked right now. Okay. Um, ten. Okay. Ten damage. I will, as it's yanked out of my way, I will say take that, and I'll just uh, swat it with the with the side of my sword, my magic sword. As you do that, <laughs> you take a pretty swing for, for Dromar. I think that's near your like peak damage right there. And you crash through this thing with the broadside of your blade and it splatters everywhere and just sort of dissipates. So uh, nice. it, it's gone. Go ahead and remove that one. Nice. Yeah, I rolled then, uh, I rolled a five on my d6, so yeah. almost max damage. I'm just going to step back behind Elsa after that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh, anything else you want to do? Um, I will... No, I used my action, so I'm good. Okay. Yeah, nines, you are up now. Dromar, you're on deck. Uh, I'm going to use Vicious Mockery on the green one. Okay. Number four. What number is it? Thank you. I just want to say, you're not nearly as hot as the last giant monster we fought. <laughs> you, you just beg all the monsters, huh? <laughs> is, if I remember the saving throw is 14? Yes, 14 okay. wisdom. 14 wisdom. Go ahead and roll for damage. It does not make that. Uh, four damage and uh, disadvantage on his next uh, attack roll. All right. It gurgles a little bit, like... And it seems to shrink away, reacting to the insult, I guess. This one has and a lot less self-confidence. <laughs> and it, it, it has taken some damage. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? 
Uh, I am going to inspire Ulsef. Alright. I'll play you a drum solo. <laughs> and it reverberates You're not in inspired. here. Thank you, Jomar. I do feel inspired. Wait! You're welcome! Oh, he gets credit for everything! <laughs> this is exactly how I did inspire him! I've <laughs> <laughs> never been more insulted! What did I do to deserve this? How much psychic damage does my mistake? I have seven hit points, so seven. Oh no. Just kill no. us. <laughs> So, All right. anyway, I end my turn. So that means... Actually, can I take my bardic inspiration back? <laughs> <laughs> you you cannot. Dromar, it is your turn. We'll set you up next. Uh, Dromar, feeling... Uh, Uninspired. Very, very uh, pseudo-inspired by... Basically, by Will Seth putting nines down. <laughs> is uh, like music. Get confused with small dwarf. I'm not a dwarf. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, going to go to the uh, the closest ooze. Uh, I don't know what number that is. The white and one is going to attack and get another seventeen. That hits. So go ahead and roll for damage. Ooh, that is max damage. Uh, that's gonna be uh, eleven. All right. And which number was that? Number one. Number one. Take that number one. Smack! <laughs> you take another heroic swing at this thing, and in uh, I'm gonna say Super Smash Bros. Melee Ness home run style, swing, wind up, and bish, it just sends a cloud of wet gooey blobs out and it's gone Drum wow nines, wow, nines. that was a tremendous <laughs> blow congratulations no no Seth, you, you, you're getting this all wrong drummer does all the cool things just remember that uh naked on the whole group <laughs> is going to uh then just walk through the space where the ooze used to be up to the next ooze uh, I guess the red one, and uh, take his his other non-magical short, short sword, the one that's uh, corroded a little bit already, and try to smack it with the broadside of that one. Okay, go ahead. And that is a 13, no, 14. Uh, that does hit, so go ahead and roll for damage. Sweet. Uh, three damage. All right. Not as impressive. Not as impressive. That's still a solid swack to the this side. This is why they call him Dromar, the Ooze Lord. I Who did not know that, that, but it does as make sense. As you swipe your weapon through this thing, uh, it takes a little bit more corrosion damage and now looks even worse than before, kind of sizzling and burning away. And you see the metal on it rusting and a couple a couple pieces are now falling off the blade it's not nearly as sharp and it's starting to disintegrate more anything Except else you want to do loss <laughs> uh nope i will stand my ground against the ooze and uh i will pass my turn 
Alright, Ulseth, you are now up. Yes. Um, are you gonna ruin another crowbar? <laughs> this so is these a things, crowbar. This, this is <laughs> rushing water here, right? These oozes are in the rushing water? Yeah, they're they're in the rushing water. They're in the sluice way. And for that matter, so is Dromar. Mm-hmm. Is the rushing water carrying the oozes away? It is not carrying the oozes away. We are at the okay. grate, so it's at the least rushing. Yeah, this is kind of the slowest point that the water is moving. Do we need to go out onto the grate to hit the ooze? No, yeah. like they're they're in the sluice way right now. They okay. emerged from the grating. I see, then... but they're they're immune to the rushing water. Yeah. <sighs> yes, I will ruin another crowbar. <laughs> I move. I, I go this up. That's a nice crowbar. It is this is a wonderful crowbar? Yeah, I got to this one. Yes, I'm gonna go okay. to that one. All right. With my newly acquired hefty crowbar, I swing mightily at the green slime. All right, go ahead. Roll for so attack. Um, again, I like so spend. attached to this I crowbar like that, that crowbar you just got. so much. <laughs> you named it. I named it, and I will use my inspiration. <laughs> oh, that helped. Um, 17. No, I don't get any extra, do I? No, uh, I no you, don't get, you don't add any proficiency or anything with this. Or it's strength or anything. Nope. Um, 11. That does help. 11 hits. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. And I mean, you guys are dealing with amorphous blobs. Right. And you can, <laughs> but not it, very their much AC isn't exactly, you know, impressive. You get I to do. add your strength well, to you the damage. If you could put a number though, right? to it. Do I add my strength to the damage? You do add your strength to the damage roll. Then I do seven damage with this hefty crowbar. All right. As you swing the crowbar down on the, the slime, you kind of you kind of crush a whole bunch of like gross looking rotting things on the inside of it and it goes and splurts out on either edge and is now dissipating and some bits of it are now being washed away in the flowing waters so that one is gone and since your crowbar went under the water does it wash away all the acid and save your it does it does not oh how, how badly damaged is my crowbar i mean it's rusting a bit you can see the oxidation mm -hmm. on it and it's uh you know, sizzling a little bit. Yeah, with a hefty application of, a, of an abrasive, can I, like, wipe that away? <laughs> Not in combat. <laughs> no, no, I mean... So you don't need Nines' personality. We will attempt to revive my crowbar <laughs> after combat. <laughs> it turns out the uh, crowbar was actually sentient, and you hear in your mind the mental call, and it says, Oh, Seth, why would you do this to me? I thought we were friends! <laughs> I if do it hear were that. I hear it would be that. Magical and wouldn't take corrosion damage. <laughs> yeah, I still wouldn't like it though. <laughs> Anything else you want to do on your turn? No, that's enough. Okay, very good. That's, then, you could move and attack the other one. With then what? It, now my crowbar it's again? I could. Yeah, with your crowbar again. With my other hand. It is now the slime's turn. Oh, I thought you said you could turn. attack twice with the same weapon. He can, but, but I didn't. he said his turn is ended. He's done enough, so it is oh, the slime's well. turn. I jump at the opportunity to keep combat moving, mm -hmm. and this slime... You will be okay, Dromar. I have confidence in your ability. Make some gurgling noises and throw itself at 
Dromar. But much like before, uh, when the last slime tried to do this, it sort of goes and it falls in front of you, not yeah, not hitting you. You don't even have to dodge it. It's it's a little sad and pathetic. If it weren't trying to kill you, you might feel sorry for it because it's just so sad. That brings us. I still feel a little sorry for it. <laughs> that brings us back to the top of Soria. Oh, okay, I'm gonna just move. Well, I'll stay where I am, and I'll do my thorn whip again. All right, go ahead. Although I kind of drag it into Ulseth the way I'm standing. Um, Ulseth can take it. Well, I might actually yeah. just kill it. So, uh, 1d4. That hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. That two piercing. Okay. And it's dragged like right up here, I guess. <laughs> and I think that doesn't technically leave no. a hitbox, so you don't get a I'm not in a good position to drag yeah. it past anyone. Um, anything else you want to do on your turn? Nines, you're up next. Um, no. All right. Nines, it's your turn. Dromar, you're up next. Uh, I am going to hit it with another vicious mockery and. Slime, you're just. sad. <laughs> <laughs> It it fails, so go ahead and roll for damage. Of course it does! It's just sad! <laughs> and it's just one damage, because my d4 suck. <laughs> you know, it's, it kind of gurgles a little bit. Doesn't, it could like, shrug a little. If, yeah, there's not a lot of reaction from mm -hmm. it this time. Does it feel sad? It, it technically doesn't have... Any yeah, sentience it feels as to sad it? As an ooze can feel. <laughs> as sad as something that can't feel sadness can feel, it feels that. Melancholy. It feels melancholy. Melancholy. Yes, melancholy. All right, that's from, it's a it's, from, it's a movie thing. It's from Mega Mind. Oh. If you've never oh, seen Mega Mind, okay. that's nope. That's not gonna land. Nope. I think at this point, like the under seven wouldn't even have been born when they combined. And the over seventy wouldn't have watched it for any. So we're, we're missing our demographics. And so it was a, sorry, sorry demographics. Yeah. <laughs> Make a Casablanca <laughs> reference. Better. It is now. <laughs> it's now nine's turn, and Dromar, you're on deck. Yeah. Did nine just go? I just, oh, nine. I'm just sorry. Went. Reverse that. Dromar, it's your turn, and now. Seth I'll take this. Apparently, he Olseth <laughs> thinks that Dromar is Nines. So My bad. He thinks Nines is Dromar. Uh, well, I will. I will move five feet so that uh, I am now flanking it, and that will allow me to roll with advantage. And one of those is a nat twenty, baby. Um, All right, so go ahead and roll die. critical damage, and you get sneak attack because you're flanking. 4d6. 4d6. And 4 damage. <laughs> All right, let's see. That's 6, 9, uh, 13. Uh, it's hard to add those numbers up 18, when they get them. Uh, 23 altogether. Okay. Any special way you wanted to dissipate this last slime? Because 23 definitely kills it. Um, I'm. I think that's the most damage Dromar's ever done in a single hit. Uh, and you saved it for an already wounded, very sad slime. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, Dromar 
is furious at being uh, at being called nines by Ulseth. So he's uh, he's gonna like take his his magical sword and sort of swat at this from the side to try to kill it, but to also try to splatter just a little bit of the ooze onto Ulseth. <laughs> that worked really well with mushrooms. So like, why not? And swat it, and he's talking to the ooze, but he's also kind of talking to Wolseth as well. <laughs> um, you, you managed to do that. The slime is dissipated, and a little bit lands on Wolseth. It smells bad, but does nothing more. There Thank you, you Drovar. Oh, these ones aren't acidic, then. Interesting. Wait, the, not enough. The, on these ones enough. are corrosive to certain materials, but not mm. uh, quite corrosive enough to damage skin. That's good, I guess. So, <laughs> so Ulseth is a bit smellier than the rest of you now, uh, but other than that, no ill effects. And that, Fair enough. That pulls Dromar us out of is combat. slightly disappointed, uh, but he will simply wipe the ooze off of his blade and sheathe it and continue along his path. All right, guidance again. Or the path? Well, he's he was in the middle of investigating things and oh, looking for yes. stuff around this grade as well. Right. Uh, go ahead and make uh, another investigation check. While he's doing that, um, can I just look yeah, across and see if that? Because you said it was mirrored. If there's another path opposite us. Yeah, there is. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a little twenty-six path, a pathway. You look very thoroughly through the pile of refuse here, but this time you find nothing of any value. I find nothing of any value. Oh, that is a shame. It is a shame. It's just like looking at nines every single day. I see nothing of value. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> Cutting deep. All we found was the friends we made along the way. Oh, apparently no oh one made god, any friends. Oh god, all those friends is Dromar? <laughs> oh god! It's the worst uh. adventure! Alright, after searching through the refuse, finding nothing, uh, what, what would you all like to do next? Does Dromar stink from having searched through the refuse? So, I mean, um, at this point, you all smell like shit. And like literal and also, shit. You're in the sewers and like the piled up refuse and nastiness and feces and rotting <laughs> rats and stuff. You all smell terrible. But I also smell yeah. like oregano. Also, Drogo you smell like, oregano. You don't smell like uh, oregano. Jumping into the refuse and like waiting around in it. We've already established he's like poking around with his sword. You, you all smell terrible. No one particularly yeah, no, more terrible that, than but... anyone else at this point. So, looking at what I've mapped out, we can either head back and go north a bit at the other, where we can't sort of, there's a northern path and an eastern path. Well, which way do you think we should go, Soria? We should go one of the ways we didn't go before. <laughs> Let us boldly go where no one has gone before. Well, specifically where we haven't gone before. Um, well, if we go east, we might loop back around to that original crossroads we went to. And if we go north, I have no idea. 
Well, let us go north to no idea. Is. Yeah, let's go okay. north. So you're heading back around this L-shaped room and following that northern path yeah. out from kind of the area you entered, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Make your way around and easily find this entrance. Going about 30 yards up this path, you come to a T-junction. Of course, to your south is the way that you came. The T-junction heads straight westward down a sluiceway and continues on north as well. I will go west. Okay, I'm guessing everyone's going down west then? Uh, yeah, no problem. You go westward down the tunnel, and after about 100 yards, you come to a series of bars blocking your way further. We have seen these before. Way to choose, <laughs> yes, Droma. What? I said way to choose the right path, Droma. Hey, you know, <laughs> whatever. I'm just kidding. Let's... I draw some arrows pointing back the way we came, and <laughs> <laughs> there right. we go. You should so, draw a sad Dromar on there, too. We, I, will draw the very, I will draw a chagrined and sad Dromar. <laughs> Is it is it actually Dromar? Or does it is it actually not? Apparently, don't. Let's go north then. It looks like you. <laughs> Whoever you are. <laughs> you. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, but you have a hard time seeing. It is low light right now. It is low. Yep. Uh, okay, so yeah, we'll go back and go the north route. All right. About ninety yards up this way. Uh, who's in the front? Dromar. Dromar. I okay. assume, because I've been in the front. Yeah. yeah. Dromar. I... I pull that up here. I need you to make an acrobatics check. I'm good at those. Not today, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. That'll be a 14. So, Five plus nine. <laughs> as you're going across this uh, particularly slippery patch of ground, you try to catch yourself, and you do one of those... Uh, uh, I, I want to describe it as basically the ice skater who's lost their balance, and you're like, whoop! Uh, 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 it's a cartoon, like... <laughs> a little bit like that. Mm -hmm. And you try to catch yourself, you slip, and you have now sprained your ankle. No, my my ankle is sprained. This is terrible. You don't, uh, you oh, don't no, your strutting will be asymmetric. damage from this. <laughs> However, your movement is now slowed to 20 feet per round. Oh, man. So you Even move 10 feet per round shoes, slower. <laughs> These climbing yeah. shoes were useless. <laughs> The rest um, of you now see this area and can make your way safely across it. Dromer is going to fashion himself a, uh, a small splint uh, to put around his ankle. Do you want me to do that? I'm actually pretty good at it. Sure, thank you, Soria. I'll do that. I don't, I don't know if I need to roll for it or not, but... Okay. Uh, you know, I'm not going to make you roll for it since you have t you can take your time here. Right. You're not under any pressure. You managed to find a couple of like firm pieces of wood just kind of on the sides here of the sluiceways and take some cloth and wrap it around. So it's 
roughly held in place and shouldn't get any worse unless you really try to push yourself physically. But you are now um, I was going to go run a marathon around slower with a little <laughs> bit of a sprained ankle right now. Ooh. Well, Dromar will keep leading the way, hobbling through the pain because that's just the kind of goblin that he is. <laughs> All right. And we all move one third slower than we had before behind you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Making your way down this uh, sluiceway tunnel. It goes about 300 yards north, and then it makes a bank to the right, turning back east now. And this tunnel continues on for quite a long ways, another three, four, almost 400 yards and then starts to slowly bank back north for about 50 yards and then continues to bank around to make a westward path. So it kind of does this. A little bit of a serpentine, a little bit of a serpentine mm-hmm. here. Have we seen any ladders or openings or anything along the way? You haven't seen one thus far. We have been forgetting to look for ladders. (laughs) You you haven't seen one thus far. I Uh, assume we'll catch it with our passive. Yeah, I was going to say, unless they're hidden ladders. (laughs) Yeah. Camouflage ladders. Yeah, like you do. Tactical ladders. You guys guys have, (laughs) interestingly enough, been making all the choices to avoid the ladders, which has been sort of fun. Um, (laughs) We are awesome at guessing which way to go you you really are uh pretty great at that after they're making this sort of serpentine pathway it starts to do another serpentine now and it's kind of mirroring itself so it's gone you know like this and now it starts to go back up and about halfway through that uh northern curve going back east again there's kind of a T-junction at this curve. So you could continue on this path that would take you around the bend and then going back eastward, or you can make a left and go westward. Who designed this sewer? Yeah, you know, now that now that I'm here and we've been searching for all this time, I'm thinking we should have gone back to City Hall and gotten some sort of sewer <laughs> plans or something. This- I agree, Nines. Who designed this place? Well, why don't we keep going on the serpentine path and see what it leads to? Maybe it's like a reason. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Some kind of crazy person designed these sewers. Let's go see what reason they had. (laughs) You have no idea what could be causing these odd sort of patterns, maybe old buildings, perhaps uh, the hundreds of feet tall massive trees have roots in those areas and they didn't want to disturb masochistic dms you know (laughs) dms that you want like thieves guild yeah (laughs) it could have been the thieves guild designing this thieves guild (laughs) not down here so so terrible All right. If a thieves guild designed these sewers, they would be immaculate. They would be perfectly built, <laughs> easy to get around, but lots of traps. <laughs> thieves are famous for their architectural knowledge and city planning. It's all nice marble yeah. and yeah. And they have giant buttons that say "Push here to enter thieves guild." Uh-huh. ID upon entrance. All right. Well, Two continue down the serpentine path. Okay. The path continues 
back not quite 400 yards. You'd say probably about 350. And then banks north. Mm-hmm. Continuing to follow this path northward, after about 200 yards, you come to a T-junction. It continues northward, and then you can see at the edge of this, it starts to bank westward again. But to your right, on the eastern edge of this T-junction, you see a very interesting sight. And I it see a very interesting sight. Smelling <laughs> oh, Jomar, what is it? <laughs> For the first time in these sewers, you see light emanating from just ahead. It's dim. There's a head that's emanating light. <laughs> dim, though, this light is. Is it like Dr. Manhattan's head or something? Or? <laughs> it is Dr. Manhattan's head, yes. That explains the sewer um, layout. <laughs> <laughs> dim, though, it is. The light is distinct against the nearly pitch black surroundings. And the closer you get, the brighter the light is. And the typical sewer smell has now been infused and ever so mildly overcome by the smell of a pleasantly spiced curry. And you see in that room um, the beginnings of what you you would expect to be the concrete tiles you've seen many times to make landing areas. They're actually moss-covered. And there are tall grasses and reeds that have been attached to the walls. This definitely sounds like Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. I will, Dromar will approach Dr. Manhattan's head. Fudge <laughs> Crunkle West. That's where we're at. So, wait, so this is going eastward, right? This is going eastward. Okay. Yep. Are you entering this room or are you continuing on the I'm, other way? I'm going to kind of peek in and uh, see what I see. Aside okay. from Dr. Manhattan's head. All right. Jeremiah, uh, as you get closer to this, you you notice that there's um, there is a trap, and it's not particularly well hidden, and can easily be stepped over if you know where it is or notice it. And it seems to be focused kind of low to the ground, and as these. Uh, claws that would swing up and capture and like pin and pierce something that goes over this plate almost like a very sadistic mouse trap Mm. it would go but it's easy to overcome if you know where you're looking like a sewer paper trap i will uh not disarm the trap but i will i will silently look back at the rest of the party wave to get their attention <laughs> and then motion towards my eyes and and point out the trap to them and like what motion What do you think he's trying them. to say? Use my arm I do to not show know, but he is greeting us. over the trap. Uh. <laughs> hmm. I think I think you can get that across to them fairly easily. I would hope but, so. Um, whether they take that to heart, I can't. I feel talk. like my passive insight's 17. I think I'll probably get that. I mean, yeah, it's fairly easy to understand. Like I said, whether you all take it to heart is another question I can't determine. Um, he wants you I'm to going... touch it, Nines. He wants you to touch the <laughs> trap. I'm going to then walk over the trap 
and continue uh, around uh, the inside of you it. Want looking ahead of you want us to follow you? Yeah. Have you gone, I'll, I'll, have done this? Yeah, well, I motioned for you to come over the trap, oh, so yeah, okay. yeah, I'll motion for you to, right. to follow. Then we Fine, I'll believe him this time. Okay. <laughs> I have no all... trouble stepping over a trap that Dromar could step over. You all make it over the trap, <laughs> self-competition aside. And as you pass over the boundary of the sewer tunnels into this larger room, the usually dreary and slime-coated surfaces have been covered in various decorations. The usually smooth concrete surfaces uh, beneath your feet are covered in a very soft looking and nines, you're, since you are uh, barefooted, that you can tell they are indeed quite soft, these mosses. Leaving only the sluices. I wiggle my toes. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's really quite refreshing after wading through this sewer water. And this leaves only the sluices in this area showing any exposed material. The walls themselves are covered in long grasses, reeds, and other branches, making it seem as though you were walking through a very tall field of hay or wheat. In the far corner of the room, which would be the northeastern corner, you see a ladder, <coughs> and you also see a hut with a low roof and a bit of smoke coming from a simple chimney made from what appears to be mud. The windows of the hut are covered and closed with drapes on the inside of them. Does that seem to be where the curry smell is coming from, I assume? It's a little hard to tell in an area that doesn't have a whole lot of moving air because it's just sort of permeating everything, but it's a pretty good guess. So this is like a square room? It's a little bit of a longer rectangle on one side. It's slightly more shallow on its eastern side as far as that kind of concrete surface than it is on its western side. And there's a, a sluice that runs from north to south in the room. And it's a T-junction meeting the pathway that you came in on. And you said this room is well lit? Yeah, there's actually little uh, torch sconces and then some of those enchanted little glowing orbs that you mm. have seen from the streetlights above in the city. They're actually hovering around the ceilings down here. It's a really kind of peaceful looking place. If it wasn't for the horrible smell, you might actually think this is a nice place to stay. I'm going to go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying, do we see anyone immediately in here? Or is it just maybe in the hut? You don't see anybody immediately, okay. but the okay. hut, the it has a couple little windows on the front side of it facing you guys, and they are covered over with Grapes, and there's a crude door on the front. Well, Dromar does his I'm, thing. I'm just going to be looking at the plant life and seeing how it. Yeah, Dromar would very subtly walk up to that and say, Hi! No, that's not going to be what Dromar does. Dromar is a very smart goblin. Uh, so Dromar is going to um, douse his lantern, and he's going to silently... Uh, motion, he's going to put his, his finger to his mouth to motion for the rest of the party to say st to stay silent, and then he's going to put his palm out and like gesture toward the ground for like the party to stay where they are. And then Dromar is going to stealthily, uh, he's going to try to hide and w mark make his way around like the outside of the chamber towards the towards the house. Okay. 
Stuffly. Yes, like good guys, we're going to do a home invasion. <laughs> we don't right. know who this person is. I'm not going to know who we are either. Yet. I'm just going to look in right now. So we're just going to creep just invasion. Okay. Creepy also. peeping Tom Joma. What? What? I really hope no one's showering in there. <laughs> this is getting way more creepy than Jomar has ever intended. Um, all right. Go ahead and make a stealth check. Let's see how you do. A creepy check. <laughs> Get out of here. Um... Dromar gets a 22. Okay. The soft mosses that cover these concrete areas make it pretty easy to move almost silently across it. And you are able to approach the house without, you know, giving off any loud noises or other things that you think might give you away. You have every reason to believe that you've been able to get close without alerting suspicion. Uh, now, while you're doing that, Soria, you had wanted to investigate some of the... Just the plant life that's immediately around me, see if it's, like, why it's growing here. The mosses, they seem to have just kind of made their home on this uh, on concrete surface. There's some dirt underneath them a little bit, and you get the sense that they were probably seeded here, since you hadn't seen it through the rest of these uh, sewerways. The reeds and things that are on the wall, they're actually just attached there. Okay, they're not growing. They're not growing, although it's meant to look that way, if uh, apparently only for cosmetic appearance. Uh, Ulseth and Nines, is there anything that you two want to be doing? Uh, how long have we been adventuring? Goodness, you've, you've been in here for several hours now. I'm going to go knock on the door. I want curry. <laughs> okay. I had a I had a pretzel. Yeah, that's all the answers. All right, that's all checks out. Says is the stupid one. <laughs> um, Dromar is going to try to intercept nines. You're looking at a window. Not yet. I was working my way slowly <laughs> around. Uh, okay, so what I'm going to say is that Dromar. You kind of you've been focusing on not alerting this, mm -hmm. and you're kind of moving around towards like the backside of the hut, checking it out. Whereas Nines, it was just like he paused for a moment, <laughs> sniffed the air, and yeah, went, and "That smells better," right and then just walked right up. And you didn't see this because you were looking the opposite okay. direction as you were doing this. Olseth, is there sense. anything you want to be doing right now? Um, actually, yes. Olseth okay. will walk over to the ladder and look for a number. Which okay. is right next to the hut, right? Yeah, and actually, where you are going, Dromar, you and Ulseth are kind of going in the same direction. You're mm. trying to kind of get to the same space. Because behind the hut is kind of along the wall, and that's your goal. So you two are heading in the same direction. But I'm I'm doing it as, as, as sneakily as I can, because I was told to do that by okay. I tell you all to be quiet and stay there, and then I go to do my thing. And then like, it's oh, a whoa, weird hut in the sewer. What's the worst that could happen? Welcome to being a rogue. Uh, go ahead and roll a stealth check, if you wouldn't mind. I can do that. Yeah, I you can roll a stealth check. Can. You can. Whether you're successful is up for debate. Um, That would be... These numbers are hard to read. That's 10, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, 12. 
the soft mosses beneath your feet make it very easy to move quite uh, quietly ha. over the top of them. When you get I didn't to the sluice that. way, that give away my stealthy. You, <laughs> you splash through the sluice way a bit, so and make some noise doing that. Other than that, you're fairly quiet in your movements across this way. The two of you, Ulseth and uh, Dromar, you do see that the northern end of these sluiceways that would lead out of this room that is barred off basically right at the start of this room. So there's uh, your path would be impeded going further north. Mm -hmm. The number that you see on this ladder mm -hmm. is 02-8467. Not at all right now. Not even close. Nines. Uh, you go and you Backing. knock on the door. Do you want to say anything or do you just want to knock? I'm just going to knock. It's polite. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's Nines' <laughs> MO. <laughs> um, then, not to the door, but to one of the windows that is on either side of the crude front door. And the hut is only about five feet high. It's a low hut. So to get in there, you have to kind of stoop down. Picture a little in your mind here. You can kind of picture it's almost like Yoda's hut from uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's small and whoever in this hut is also fairly small. From the window, one of the drapes moves back a bit and you see this um, frog person. Now, Yoda. Which you would recognize as a bullywug. Kind of poking, poking one of their eyes out and like checking you out. And seems to appraise you as not a threat. Knocked on the door, <laughs> but um, cracks open the door and looks out at you and goes, Yes? Well, so I was hungry. I'm wondering if you had any extra food. I suppose I could spare some curry. That's great. I'm I appreciate that. Surprised to see someone else down here. Yeah, you, uh, don't, you guys got terrible slime problem down here. Yes, I find them very interesting. Uh, am I within visual? Yeah, you uh, can see, you can see what's going on, and the other okay. two of you, Ulseth and Romar, you're out of line of sight from this. You can hear the exchange, though. I'll just wave, I guess. <laughs> the, this bullywug just kind of looks a little like. <laughs> I'm down looking at the moss. Blinks its eyes <laughs> and waves back, confused. But Dromar's gonna stop sneaking at this point. <laughs> <laughs> walk, walk over to where nines in the holy log are. I like your moss. Thank you. Do, do I? Can I ID this moss? Do I know what it is? I mean, it's just a pretty typical. Is it over twenty-one? That's is that what you're doing? You're trying to ID <laughs> yeah, it? I don't want it. This moss by alcohol. If it's I pour booze on it, moss. Yeah, um, you've seen this. It's from. You've seen this kind of moss growing within the Fervent Wild, and you've seen some of it around here in your adventures around Nordfeld. It, it's just from the region. I don't have like a name for yeah. it, though. Also, follows Dromar around the hut. 
trying to look as uh, non-threatening as possible. Uh, yeah. Being a, Dromar will a walk up at a respectful distance. Okay. Yeah. Dromar is going to kind of make like a wide arc so he's not like coming because we were kind of alongside the hut, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying not to like just come up right on the edge of the hut. I'm trying to like come around so that I'm very clearly visible before I'm like right there. Um, okay. So so as not to spook the bullywog. And uh, as I come around, I'm gonna say hello. <laughs> we're, we're, hello. With, we're with him, sort of. <laughs> I don't like associating myself with him. You don't need to give him anything. I should. No, have you put don't on need to give me curry. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I should have put on more curry. Oh, Nines, Nines probably doesn't need to eat all that much since he did eat like three or four good berries. <laughs> yeah, Nines, that's true. Nines actually isn't shouldn't even be hungry. I'm always Nines hungry. Always hungry. <laughs> Where there is food, there is Nines. Where there is... <laughs> Everywhere there's food, there's a little do, Nines. Do I do I get any sense of like? Is this like a? Just someone who's just like a, a weird plant thing, or is there like any sign of druidic magic down here? From the exterior, yeah. you really can't see the interior. Nines can see a little bit more, but not very much. You know, she's kind of just looking through the door a little bit. Uh, you you don't see any clear signs of druidic magic okay. out here. Uh, but clearly, someone who is fixing up. The place that they are residing is what you can surmise from okay. the exterior view. The longer you That's... sit down here, the more delicious that curry does smell. However, uh, so nine's. I'm just going, going to sit down then, since um, I don't think I'm going to fit in her house. I don't think all of us are going to fit in her house either. You're certainly not <laughs> all going to fit in her house, and she didn't create this hut. Um, to really suit anybody larger than herself, since who comes to visit? Just tell me the sewer hobbit doesn't just have a big mansion in the sewer. Or for shapeshifting <laughs> reasons, one. is she considered a small creature? Or she is. Okay, she's considered a small creature. Okay. You could probably like create a <laughs> medium-sized facsimile, yeah. having now seen a bullywug, to answer your question. Yep, yep. But you could not take on her exact appearance because it would be a shape uh, size change. change. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Um. Hello, I'm. My name's Dromar. What's your name? My name is Muriel Apollon. Oh, well, nice to meet you. Have uh, Have you I'm always lived down here? To meet you. <laughs> what did you yes. say? I, oh. I, I asked if she had always lived down here. No, I moved in several months ago. Oh, what uh, what brings you here? Well, <laughs> that's you gather. That's her laugh. Um, I am a druid, and hey, we have one of those. I like to study the ends of life cycles and the beginnings of others. Mm. Wow, just Are like you... us! 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you part of the Edmund Odal? Yes. Roll initiative. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yes, I am part of the Agmar Nodal. Oh, um, I met some of your people before. Uh, what was what was the name of the leader of the Agmar Nodal that I got along really well with? <laughs> it definitely wasn't the leader of the Agmar Nodal. It was <laughs> of that of that group of. Uh, yeah, it was just some random. It, oh, it wasn't <laughs> even it was the, the random, of that the random tree door. Oh, okay. Uh, you, so, Dromar, you wouldn't know this because you've, uh, you know, been unlike the two characters from the Fervent Wilds, which are m- much more separated from larger society and you know the uh, larger collections of the globalized world. You would know that the Agmar Nodal are the prime group of druids that occupy basically everywhere on this plane. Mm-hmm. So practicing druids are almost always part of the Agmar Nodal. They have stations set up in every city. Their hierarchy is um, you know, very stratified and uh, who you met you would know is just like a, the particular agent who came out of the, gotcha. the tree. Gotcha. So. Incidentally, I don't remember name? that name at the moment, but I could go look it up if well, you need it. You could make one up. It was it was pre-stream, so. Uh, sure. His name was uh, Peter. Okay. Uh, I I met Peter, who apparently has no last name. That's the only Peter Druid in all of Druidity. Yeah. <laughs> he was a rabbit wow. folk. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you know him? Pumpkins. Uh, <laughs> perhaps <laughs> yeah. there are many thousands of Vagmar Nodal druids. Well, like you, he opened doors and greeted people. Okay. <laughs> you weren't even present when we met him. <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> you don't know this. I don't know this. <laughs> yeah, it was just me and Soria. <laughs> I'm not the most. Uh, well-connected a member of the druidic order like my solitude and studying ah. like I said the end of life cycles and the beginnings of the others I that makes sense I well. <laughs> call myself a shit druid <laughs> that's a good joke I like it I call him shit rogue <laughs> Thanks a lot, Nines. <laughs> You're welcome. See, he loves my jokes. Mario. Uh... Yes. Oh, go ahead, Soria. Why do you all hate Fae Magic so much? <laughs> Never mind. Don't go ahead, Soria. <laughs> <laughs> Many Agmar know all disapprove of Fae Magic because it is dangerous. But. I find it more interesting. Oh, so you're one of you're a good fan of uh, Agmar Dodal. <laughs> I suppose. W- would you all so like some uses curry? magic? I'm on the fence still. I know that uh, the Tabaxi would. Well, what is your name, Tabaxi? Nines, greatest musician of all time in training. 
what an honor to meet you. <laughs> one, one moment. She opens her door fully now, and uh, kind of waves her hand about, and the room gets a little brighter. She seems to be controlling the ambient light in the room, and she hobbles back into her, or really hops back a little bit, into the rear of her hut and gets a bowl, the largest bowl that she has, and then hops back out with a spoon in hand and gives it to Nines. This is the best adventure you've ever gone on! So, uh, you have a bowl of curry. I, I start eating it. Okay. From a respectful distance, mm -hmm. I wave and say, Hello, you Hello. who live in the hut. Yes. I understand your name is Muriel. Yes. I am Ulset Ralph, and I do appreciate the offer of your curry. However, as you can see by my size, um, I, I would consume much too much. So I, I will thank you, but uh, eat my own rations. How thoughtful of you. I do try to understand the understanding of those around me. Um, how, how is it that you have decided to live down here? Oh, most people think that I'm a bit odd for it, but there's many interesting forms of life down here. Mm. I'm sure you've encountered some of the blobs that form. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we have come up very close to some of them. Oh, they are quite uh, tenacious, hmm. but they are almost unique to this area of the world. Hmm. And How do they are... form? That's what I want to find out. There's hmm. so many forms of life and small bits of algae and other growths unique to environments like this. I find them fascinating. I want to study so that we can learn more about them and how they all work together. They are at the bottom of the food cycle and feed upwards to so many more. So I want to learn about what supports all of us. Are there any other large creatures we should be aware of, like sewer beavers, or... <laughs> I've never met a beaver down here. There are very large rats, though. Mm. Any other creatures that we should be aware of? I believe there are some spiders. Oh, well, those are pretty small. Are they large spiders or regular size? Very large. So we should worry about them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. Cool. I would ask a question about the blobs. We found them to be very aggressive. How do you keep them away from your hut? Despite my enticing, they seem to avoid this particular section. Hmm. You tried to entice them here? I wanted to study them, right. yes. I do believe that Dromar has the ability to attract them. 
boy. You you most, run into them every time. <laughs> most living things seem to, but they seem reluctant to leave their uh, breeding grounds. Hmm. They breed in the collection of trash and muck. Hmm. That explains why they always show up on Dromar. <laughs> you yeah, all... it couldn't possibly be because I'm always in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> you all are rather weary. Would you like to take a rest here for a while? Do I feel... Okay, I've already been suspicious of an any Agmar, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Does she seem trustworthy in this offer to me? Um... Oh, why don't you make an insight check? With guidance, using my yeah. Professor X powers. <laughs> oh no, natural one. But with a natural one, that is, and my guidance, a 12. You see, to you, you don't get any hint of any deception or ruse or anything else. You only sense that she genuinely is offering you uh, a respite from the dangerous adventures in these sewers and some food. Okay, she seems trustworthy. Does I hope so. I'm already eating the chili. Um, nines, do you have any hit points that you've lost? Are you damaged at uh, all still? Yeah, I was missing two hit points. Go ahead and recover two hit points then. Whoa, it's magic curry. All curry magic. <laughs> I agree with that. That's true. Uh, the, the curry has is making you feel really very good, and it's restored your health. To um, and you kind of feel some of those burns healing away a bit. Can uh, can Dromar make an insight check as well? You can, yeah. Uh, holy Dromar also got an at one. Uh, <laughs> sure. we're great at insight checking this person. This uh, sewer witch is definitely trustworthy. <laughs> that's only a four for me, though. All right, De you too do not sense any sort of deception in her offer mm -hmm. of rest. Notice, noticing oh. the discomfort that Dromar has felt. <laughs> In his insight check, I, I'll make one as well. <laughs> that's, that's very I, meta gaming. Yeah, I I think, he seems very confident, I assume. With no, confident. no one is getting any sense that she's being deceptive, and you can even. Noticing the discomfort in his insight check. What a bunch of But just to do it, Elseth did anyway and got a nat 20 plus 121. <laughs> I mean. She, uh, she hasn't lied to you guys at all, so... But no one gets any sense that she is trying to deceive or manipulate or uh, otherwise injure you. It seems that she's offering a nice place, a nicer than the rest of it, place to rest and recover for a little while here. Yeah, it might be reasonable to rest at some it point. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, I, we'd love to take you up on your offer if you don't mind, and... Uh... I, I would love a bowl of that of that curry if if you don't mind as well. It smells delicious. I suppose it I would. It's delicious. <laughs> well, let me put on another pot and bring you some food. She Thank goes and so fixes much. up another bowl. Um, 
This one is smaller than nines because she used her largest serving bowl uh, for nines. She and, also likes me the most. And starts uh, swaps the pot over the cooking fire out and starts making uh, another uh, preparation of all this curry. Once her back is turned, I take out my short sword. No, I don't really do that. Your short sword of trust. Of trust. <laughs> Sorry, I just learned how to make this. And you sit down. You all sit down and take a. I'm guessing a short rest, since short I'm, rest. I don't think you want to be sitting here for eight hours, correct? No. Probably not. Okay. No. So and we have no idea what time it is, so because we've been in the sewers. You, you've been in the sewers for quite a while now, so you've sort of lost a sense of what time of day it is. I, I would like to assess this cooking because I am trained in cooking. Um, she ran out of curry when Dromar asked for it, and she's making a new pot for you. Oh, okay. So, um, you sit down and take short rest while she prepares some food and you all have time to recover and take a little breather and um, give your olfactory a little bit of a break here in this nice area. And on that, we will end this week's episode. I have so many questions, though. And we will come back next week with all of your questions for the shit druid Muriel. And her adventures, and uh, trying to understand this end of the life cycle. Possibly so, more poop jokes. Quite possibly more poop jokes. <laughs> I mean, you're still in the sewers. You haven't left them, uh, and you've managed to avoid. To be had. You've managed to avoid quite a bit of the ladders that you could find. So We're very good at that. <laughs> we found one. We found it one ladder. Wrong number. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. We will be back next Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I love you all. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.